What's up, brother? How you doing? How you feeling? Have you seen your mother? When you see her next time, tell her that I love her. I was crashing in the living. What's up, brother? This your boy Troy. What's up, brother? This is T Brown. And welcome, and welcome to, to the What's Up brother, brother Podcast. And we are back, guys, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Now, you know, we always got to start this thing off with thanking you guys for watching on YouTube, guys, listening on Spotify, one of Apple guys. Music, because it is up now on Apple Music. If you guys want to go check it out on Apple Music, it is up there. Um, Spotify. We try to cater to everybody. Um, and any other platform that you guys are listening to. Uh, we do have well, a special shout out today. We do have a special shout out today. Yes, TikTok too. TikTok. Yeah, we, we on TikTok. We'll follow our TikTok. All right. What's up, brother? TikTok, What's up, right? brother podcast um, on TikTok? We do want to thank you guys for listening. For you guys over on YouTube, we do want to ask that you guys do hit that like button so we can get the video out to more people with the YouTube mm -hmm. algorithm. Uh, we, it's the only way it works. There's no other way we can get it out. Uh, we, we need you guys' help for you guys that are watching. We do appreciate you guys watching the video. Brandon, and you know, no. don't forget... Don't forget to leave your, uh, your feedback down in the comments, whether you watch the whole True. video, you watch 20 minutes, you're going to get back to it later. Write down right. below like what you liked, what you didn't like about the you know first couple of minutes of it, man. And we'll, we'll be right, right there to answer it, man. But we want to give a special shout out to uh, Germany, man. We got we got one listener out in Germany. Thank you oh, for listening. God. I'm going to try to learn how to say thank you in uh in Germany. Next episode, I'm going to try. Um, I don't know how to say goodbye. Bad. But I'm going to try. But we want to thank you guys, man. And we're going to get into it. We got another guest in the building. All right, another dear friend to us. We grew up with him. Just, just about everybody that's going to be on here in the earlier two weeks. Stretch out and, and get more people that uh that we don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's a good friend of ours, and uh, he'll be here shortly. So we see you guys uh when he gets here. Yeah, uh, me, it's been a minuto since I seen you, bro. All right, what's up, brother? Y'all hear me? Yeah, we can yeah, hear you. Now we loud and clear. What's going on, Andrew? What's going on? Yo, it's been a minute, bro. I miss you, G. Yeah, for real. Last time I, real, seen you, I seen you on the Dr. J's website, modeling some outfits, man. It's been a Oh, lot. shit, you see me on that <laughs> day? Thank you. Thank you. That's all right there, bro. No lie. Other than my mom, you're like the only person that actually peeped that and said that. Thank you. Damn. Crazy that's like, my... damn, that's at the beginning of my modeling career, too. Uh -huh. Jimmy Jobs, oh, damn. And I was ordering clothes. I was like, how can I get clothes? So I seen Dr. J's. I'm, I'm ordering I'm like, y'all know this dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the podcast, Angel, man. It's good to see you. Even though you, I saw you kind of saw you last thank night. You, it's good to see you. Thank you. Thank you for stopping by. Bye. So we thank always, like to, we time, we always like to, yeah, Tyrone's right. You, you are giving us the time. We appreciate Bye, that. For real. But we like to start this podcast off with you uh, telling people who you are. Just a little bit about Guys, you. Give people a little bit about yourself, brother. Yeah, I get a little brief, brief summary. Um, my name's Angel. It's right here on the on the Zoom. Angel no, it's not there. I was born in Brooklyn, New York, but I claim you know I was I was raised in Jersey, um, Jersey City. Oh, wow. Jersey. That's where you know that's why I claim that's where I'm from. You know, um, right. I don't live there no more. I moved out to I've been over, all over the place, but I currently live in uh, Washington State, um, Seattle area. Um, nice. but yeah, I'm, I'm married, got two kids, um, about three dogs, not, not two. <laughs> he said th three dogs. Three so, dogs. uh, so you spent some time in uh, in the, in the army, yeah, four years, right? Four, 
Oh no, you still there. That's right. You're still yeah, there. You're still I'm there. I'm still putting time in, brother. That's what right. you mean? You're I ain't still out yet. In. That's yeah. right. Uh, no, I always yeah. get it confused. Yeah. I always get it confused. All right. So when did you enlist in the army? Man, I joined um 2010. 2010. Yeah, that's when I graduated. So here's a crazy thing on that. Um, you know, with, with Jersey City Public Schools, you have um, you know, they extend the school year because of snow days. Mm-hmm. Right. So my contract, so I actually signed my contract my junior year of high school. I used to graduate. I graduated from Lincoln High School, for those who don't know. Same here. Um, All right, let them know. My, my junior year, I signed my contract. And then my senior leave, my senior year, I was supposed to leave um, June 21st. Um, and what happened was with all the snow days the school year got extended to like the 29th or something like that so i wound up leaving before even graduating high school like it was some crazy stuff crazy. if i had if i waited the extra days just to you know walk walk on stage and do all that other stuff i would have canceled my contract so june 2020 had to make a decision it ain't all that special anyway brother i ain't walk either <laughs> what was some uh what was some uh what were some of the reasons you joined the army? And why did I, I, you choose the army? What were some reasons so, you joined it and why did you choose it? The reason why I joined, um, I was not doing good. My senior year, I was actually supposed to not graduate, period. I mean, my grades were horrible. I knew I wanted to do something with myself, but I, I knew at that point I didn't want to go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I can remember my guidance counselor, I think it was Mr. Farrell or someone, I can't even remember, but. He called me, he was like, hey, we need your, your SAT scores, your GT scores, we can, you know. And I was like, man, I don't want to do any of that. He was like, well, what are your plans? I was like, you know what, I'm going to join the Army. And, you know, my brother, Anthony, um, he was trying, you know, he was taking the ASVAB, doing his thing. He was trying to get in, too. Um, and after that time, I was like, you know what, Just let me just try it, you know. Um, I know Eric at the time, Eric Terry, um, he was trying to get in. You know, people around me all just trying to get in the Army. So I, I remember like, Eric. I'm gonna just do it. Eric, Eric was in. He did some time too. Um, yeah, but yeah, that was part of it. I didn't want to go to college. I knew I wanted to do something. I didn't want to stay at home because I was having you know, on that home. I was like, I just need to get away from this. And I was like, boom, great opportunity right there. Um, and that's what happened. Um, still in eleven years later. All right. Why did you choose the army? He said, not for why not, not, no, why not another branch. I think as well. One, Anthony. My brother, he put me on with this recruiter, uh, mm-hmm. Walter Melendez. I'll never forget his name. And he just started, you know, um, mentoring us um, for over almost two years. He mentored me because, like I said, I, I joined my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just like every every month or every weekend, he'll come hit me up. Hey, let's go work out. Let's do this and that. And it was just, you know, it all fell in line with the Army, you know. I was also thinking yeah, Air Force um, but it just army was just natural for me. I ain't mad at you. That's what's up. How did you go about picking the, the job you wanted to do in the army? That's a good question. So um, it's always the hard hitting over here. Mm-hmm. ASVAB score. I didn't score. I actually retook my ASVAB about a year ago because I had I wanted to change my job. But initially, when I took my ASVAB, I scored. Um, I wouldn't say low. I would say about mid range. And that only opened up a few, you know, a few jobs for me. And I think one of the other jobs is like water purifier. I was like, I do not want to purify water all day. 
Then, I wouldn't have minded that. That don't sound bad to me. That don't sound, that funny sound at cool. All. That don't sound. That sound cool to me, bro. That sound funny, like you guys. That, like figuring out that the pH levels of water and making <laughs> sure and knowing what like would be cool enough to drink. Bro, like I, really I knowing what you I put into your body like that to me, that'd be cool. That and then cool. plus the situations where they coming from, like when you like gotta learn how to be like to survive where you stranded. What is the number one thing you need? Water. Right. How you going? I, I how, what I could get water out of? I do. Purify that shit. I'm gonna mm-hmm. survive out here. I, I deal with pH. I, be, I deal with pH every day with my fish. All right. I don't need. I don't need no hey, pH see, there you go. Or anything. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it wasn't for me though. It wasn't for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't blame you. That don't sound fun at all. But yeah. So <laughs> that don't sound fun at all. No, so I looked at the school date. So like water purifier was like 11 weeks of school, a um, couple other jobs I had. And then I saw artillery. So it was high Mars MLRS. But shooting rockets from a truck, he showed me the video and I was like, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, school was only four weeks long. So you do your basic training, then you go to school for four weeks. They only show you how to push um, a button, right? Yeah, so I wanted the quickest way to go and then come back. Because at the time I was thinking I was coming back to Jersey. But um, did you get I stationed came, here at first too? No, um, I got my first duty station was in South Korea. Okay, is, yeah, I remember is, you yeah, telling we'll, us that. We'll get a little yeah, to that. Cool. Yeah, we'll get a little bit to your stay in South Korea. Oh bit. yeah, that's yeah. But uh, so I did basic training. You know, had a great time. Um, definitely, you know, people. A lot of people ask me this question: Would you ever do that again? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's crazy how, like, how you're me- mentally and physically, like, when you get rid of your phone, when you get rid of all the day-to-day stress and BS going on, you know. And you could just focus on one thing. You'll focus on yourself and then, you know, whatever the army got for you. But uh, it's definitely, it cleanses your mind. Then you're forced to eat healthy food. And it's like, okay, now mentally, physically, you're feeling, you know, feeling really good. And then you get to meet people of all different backgrounds, like, I'm, I've, I've linked up with people from, you know, Texas, uh, North Carolina, like all over the place. And they just put you on one bay with them. And it's like, you know, it's- You got uh, no choice but to get to know the people around yeah, you. Yeah, you have to, you know, it's a, it's a melting pot of personalities and different background, cultural, mm-hmm. yeah, all that stuff. Religion. That's a great a religion. Yep. A lot. Um, uh, how did your parents take it when you, when you told them that you was going? So my mom, um, she was kind of like, obviously your mom don't want you to go, you know. She's like, you know, you can get hurt, this and that. And I was just like, you know what, I want to, I just got to get out of here, you know. I want to leave. So my mom eventually became okay with it. Um, My my stepdad, so my stepdad, he was all right with it. Um, I, I didn't really tell my my biological pops, because I actually needed his signature when I signed my contract at 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was it was straight both. All, like, everyone supported me. Um, you know, even when I was in basic training, you know, I got them letters coming in. But those who go, who who's thinking about joining, them letters come in clutch, man. When you get those letters in, it feels good. Kind of feel like you're in prison, you know? But uh, it definitely <laughs> is related to, to prison, because that's what, exactly how they get their shit, yeah, letters. Yeah. It's definitely, yeah, you can definitely compare it. But uh, yeah, once I graduated basic training, I went over to AIT for four weeks um, out in Oklahoma. So I did basic training in uh, AIT in Oklahoma. And uh, I, I can remember the last week there, they give out orders. So orders is like, hey, this is where you're going. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I, I don't care where I go, just don't send me overseas. Because at that time, I just turned 18. Like, I was shipped. I was at basic training at 17. By the time mm-hmm. uh, AIT came along, I was already 18. I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do if they send me overseas. And sure enough, yeah, like, yeah. South Korea. And I was like, Crazy. I was scared. That's what it was. You know, I had no I it's that culture shock, bro. It's that you're not culture knowing shock. what to expect, you're not like, knowing what to do. Was it, was it just was the distance factor the thing too? I think for me, just the fear of the unknown. It's like Okay. Where am I going to? I'm going to a different country. I don't even speak oh, different norms. They have different. They have different laws. Right, different laws. Different things you can do and can't do. Yeah, I didn't even have a driver's license, so I was like, I am not prepared for this at all. Nah. Mm-hmm. So how was how was the how was the transition? How was the transition from being growing up in the hood, growing up in the hood with me? to go into the army. How was that? How how did you deal with the transition of it? Because I know it's different from you being in the hood than going yeah, somewhere yeah. where discipline is important. And mm-hmm. only discipline we really had was in our home, not in the street. Mm-hmm. So like, how did that translate over? It was definitely a shock for me. Um, culturally, it was just culture, even from basic training all the way to getting stationed in South Korea. Like I just had to forget everything I knew and just relearn, you know? Um, and, and just, you know, they give you all the training. They pretty much, like, in basic training, they just break you down. Just forget everything. Break you down, break you down. Didn't break we you just down. hear that? Yeah. Yep, literally. And then once they break you down, it's now they got to build you up. But when they build you up, it's how the army. Didn't we just hear that? <laughs> yep, true. Yeah. It's the, and that's how it is. And they, they do it for a reason, you know, because people come from everywhere, you know, and they just mm-hmm. need, you know, you need that one, what do you call it? Like that, that moral compass, like everyone's vision needs to be the same. You know, mm-hmm. the same we all a unit. It's like, it's like, it's like the factory, bro. All the mm-hmm. machines that drop in the cream in the, in the cream field donut, it got to drop it the same way because if it's dropping it on a side or before it get there, then you, some yeah, donuts fill cream. Some is half cream. Some is no cream. Right. So no, I'm making a joke of it because I'm I'm you, uh, I explained this last week, but I'm a funny guy, so I try to make light of everything. But no, it is true. When you do go to the army, they do break you to build you into what they need you to be because you can't be. That's one job I could say that you can't be what you want to be. You literally have to be what you, they need you to be so things run smoothly. Because when you get people that go in and try to be themselves and don't follow the the, the lines they put there, them, those be the guys that get the other people killed, bro. Yeah. We had a lot those. of those. We had a lot yeah. of those, and they wound up getting the boot. Um, yeah, you like, either get the boot or you get killed. And I'm just gonna keep yeah. it real. That's the two things that come because you, if you're not yeah. following orders or you're trying to do your own thing and you're trying to be a hero, you're trying to you're trying to think that you could do something without the, the men that watch your back or keep you safe. Mm-hmm. You're going to either get them killed or you're gonna die yourself. So you sound like you're trying to enlist, bro. Oh, for <laughs> Who, me? I know some recruiters, Justin. Who, me? See, see, if you watch the last episode, you would know I went through the process to be a, a, uh, in the Navy. Really? Yes, I just did yeah, not yeah. go. I just didn't Let's, go and take my test. Here's, here's the thing, Justin. Last uh, two weeks ago when I did my military training, I am processed someone who is 45 years old, and she just enlisted. So, yes. Yeah. 
So it ain't, it ain't never. Nah, listen, <laughs> listen. I'm gonna get closer. Listen, let me let me tell you guys something. It ain't for me. Um, <laughs> like our last guest said, man, you gotta be a special kind, kind of stupid, bro. And I ain't that stupid. Nah, but I listened into the into the Navy when I was 17, and I had to go take my test. And the day I went to take my test. I, I punked out. I literally, I would tell you, I, I punked out. I was like, oh, I got to leave here. Nobody going with me. I don't know where they're going to send me. I'm going to be by myself. What the fuck I'm going to do? Like, I already struggled as a kid, like, to understand what life was with the, the people around me. Like, to go to another place and then have to figure out the things I did not figure out here and then there, too. I was like, nah. So I punked out, and I was like, I'll find a better career. Oh, and then that's when I, I was like, I'll just be a cop. But then that changed over time because... Cops started killing black people. Black people started killing innocent cops. So I was like, <laughs> I said this on last week's show. My grandmother and my mom used to cry all the time, bro. All the time telling me not to be a cop. Mm-hmm. So there was there was a video. <laughs> I, I started from there. So there was a video and there was a cop behind a pillar and a suspect behind the pillar. And the suspect juked the cop out, went around this side and shot the cop in the back of his head. And at that moment, mm-hmm. I changed my mind on being a cop. I was like, nah, that, that cannot be me. Like, oh, everything my mom cried for, my grandmother cried for, that it hit me right then and there in that moment. It was like, you got to make a decision. Yeah, so good, yeah, I went man. to school for it. Like I mentioned last week, I have a criminal justice degree, like, but I just couldn't do it. It changed my mind. Yeah, and that's what that's what I tell, like, the military, military, law enforcement, that ain't the only way to be successful. There's millions, millions of jobs, yeah. There's millions, millions of other jobs. ways that you can be, you know, but... But see, just, I wanted to be a homicide detective. Life, you know? I wanted to be a homicide detective, and to be a homicide detective, you have to be a regular cop. Yeah. There's no way you can go and I think that's go, to, go to school for seven years and then, like a doctor, there's no way you can go to school and then automatically be a homicide detective. You literally have to go in either a regular uniform cop or undercover cop, narcos cop, and mm-hmm. do that for years until you can prove yourself and get promoted. So, and that was another thing that changed my mind. I didn't want to go through that whole process of having to, to be in the street, putting in work in the street, and then later on when my body is wearing down then become a homicide detective like, i wanted to do it mm-hmm. young i wanted to be a homicide detective young while i could run around and chase people and fucking get the answers that people needed on a murder don't you run for me don't you run for me it was it was different from it was it was a lot and the reason why i mentioned that because it was different like if you guys can understand what I, what i'm saying and then understand you know the route that angel took it was like we grew up right across the street from each other we were best fucking friends and it's like he took a route hey, of going to the army, the right? But he took a route <laughs> of going into the, the army. <laughs> he took a route of going into the army and doing something different with his life than being subjected to the hood mm-hmm. that we grew up in. And that's a key part Fact. of why Angel was here is because he Fact. actually made something. He got out. He made something Fact. out of nothing. So mm-hmm. you alluded to this a little earlier, getting back on track. And I love going on track, so don't don't ever mind getting on okay. track talking about all these things. So I, I, it just makes the conversation a little bit more general. Fact. Um, um, so you alluded to earlier, you met people with different backgrounds and, and stuff like that. Did you meet anybody that was similar to you, like similar to your background story, like coming from the hood, transitioning into the army? It's funny you say that. So when I, you know, even at basic training, you, you kind of, you're, you're kind of attracted to like different, like the people that, you know, that you can relate to more. Mm-hmm. You know? when you're there you know everyone's the same you know you wear same, you wear the same color but like I noticed that like I alluded more to like people from similar places from where I'm from you know and there was this one guy named Farley relatable birds of a yeah, relatable. yeah that's you got it you know it's, it was definitely relatable so 
Oh, I geared towards more of that type because it was just, you know, familiar to me. Even when I got stationed in South Korea, um, there was actually some people there that was actually from Jersey City, which oh, is yeah. that's cool. And you know, I you know I hung out with him, you know, but uh, for the most part, you know, I, I man, it's it don't for me it don't matter, you know, if you're from Texas, if you're from the South, from country land, whatever you're from, you know, I. I I can relate to you somehow. You know, somehow, somewhere, yeah. Right? I think we all got stories. A million. That somehow, uh, even have similarities. You know, crazy. Even the Koreans, like I was so drawn. Like Koreans were so drawn to me because they were just like, you know, just wanted to get to know, you know, where I'm from. Um, yeah, and, American and, way. And that's American because and see, and that's so. key because I mentioned this last week when yeah. Mark when Mark said about the Afghanistans when he was showing them pictures of uh, of 9-11 of the Twin Towers and they had no idea what the Twin Towers okay. was. Like, you guys got to understand these other countries, and I'm going to say it last week, I'll say it again, these other countries don't know what happens here. They only know what they're told, just just like us. We only know what we're told. So you guys got to keep that in mind. So when, when he's over in Korea and, he, and these people are trying to get to know him, they're trying to get to know real Americans, what real American yeah. feels, what their thought process is like, what they like, what they like doing, because all they hear is what they hear on TV, just like us. Yeah. We don't know what real, what real Russia is like unless you go there. You don't know what right. real China is like unless you go there. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, um, how did you imagine military life before going in? And then how did your perception change after coming out? Well, you're not out yet, but after like, no. now that you switched your roles in the, in the military, yeah. how is your perception now? So for me, I would say like, I've been blessed throughout my whole military career. You know, I didn't have to go, you know, see combat, you know, initially when I thought it, when I yeah. first got in, I was like, man, I'm gonna go to war. They're gonna hand me a gun and I'm gonna go shoot people. Like for me, I did not have that experience at all. My 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 eleven years in has been super chill, you know. And I, you know, mm. I'm grateful for that. You know, what I what I have wanted to go to war, um, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know. But you know, it didn't happen. You know, it just wasn't. I'm mad at um, I'm mad at So yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, for me, it's like for me having. Uh, you know, I would say a chill career, you know, it, it was just like not initially what I thought, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, a, it's been a great ride, you know, I got, yeah, I, mean, years in. I got nine years uh, left. I think right now, I'm not, I can't do the full 20. Um, so I think I'm getting mm -hmm. out next year. My contract ends next year. So I think I'm getting out, um, you know, that, Two months from now, that could change, you know. But yeah, because I remember, I remember after your first four years, you said you were getting out, and then you relisted. So yeah, so yeah, things can change. Things yeah, can things change. change. You might, you might love it again been, by tomorrow. Bless, so. yeah. You might love it again by yeah. tomorrow and be like, nah, I'm staying. Um, yeah. So let's go on a little funny side, just to lighten it up a little bit. Then we're gonna get back to those to those hard questions. Uh, Hey, this episode is sponsored by Cheetos Puff, by the way. No, no. <laughs> Cheetos, I want my check. I want my check, Cheetos. They're just in the check. Yeah, I want my check, Cheetos. Imagine. We're playing, we're playing. But Cheetos, hit us up. Hit us up, bro. Oh, God. We will sponsor, all right? Uh, but lightening the mood up a little bit. So uh, can you describe to us what is one funny moment you remember from training camp? From training camp. Or in all your time in the army period, what's the funniest moment you've been a part of? 
or witnessed? Man, there's a lot. There's a lot. There was this one time at basic training that just popped in my head. Um, it's a little, it's a, it's a little weird story. So like during, yeah. uh, during qualifications, you know, qualification, we, we're getting ready to shoot our guns. So um, yeah. what we'll do is we'll take our rifles and we'll put a dime on the, on the, on the muzzle. And then once you pull your trigger, if the dime stays on there, that means you got good trigger squeeze. So we're all laying down, right? We're just shooting, practicing, right? We were shooting at a target, um, like play, pretend shooting at a target. And there was a little dot. This dude, Frank, his name's Frankenberry. Um, R.P. Frankenberry. He died, by the way. He, uh, this dude went in front of the whole oh, class. Man, you know what? I'm not even going to tell her story because it's, it's, it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird. All right, so uh, finish up what you were saying. I'm sorry. I had to, had to deal with something real oh, quick. Man. I'm trying to figure Dude. out a funny story that ain't like too rated X. But, uh, yeah, because you tried to tell us a rated X one. No, nah, was, that was, that was But yeah. But uh, man, it's just a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of something that happened in Korea. So our career was great for me when I was down there. Um, I was supposed what was to the fashion like? Were you able to get clothes like for cheap out there? Yeah, you can definitely get, like, they had everything. So, like, if you want to go shopping, you go down to, like, Itaewon, Seoul. That's, that's like, the heart of – that's the capital of South Korea. Mm-hmm. So we'll go down there and do some shark shopping, do some partying down there. But I was actually supposed to stay one year in South Korea. I wound up doing two years because I didn't want to come back. You didn't want to come back? I, I was having the time of my life out there. Like, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. Since you can't really think of a funny moment, which is fine. Uh, let's get into your time in South Korea. Explain it to us. Walk us through, like, start to finish. I'm about to say, yeah, for real, give us, like, a day in South Korea, like, when you wasn't, like, on base or anything, you was out able to chill. Like, what was, it, what was the so, day in South Korea? The crazy part for me, um, like, when I first touched down, well, granted, the, the, the ride itself is a 15-hour flight just to get to South Korea. And mm. that, like, that air, that flight, I had a cultural shock because, like, they gave you, they gave you the food from South Korea and it was like, it had tomato paste and green paste and like the food looked fake. And I, I tasted, I was like, no, nah, I ain't eating this. I, I didn't eat anything for that 15 hour flight. And when I got hey. there, I was like, I was like, damn, this, this is it right here. Ain't no turning back, you know? Right. Um, the first couple weeks, um, it's definitely, you know, that's where you get so much information, you know? From, mm-hmm. You know, the people you work with to the the rock army, so the Republic of Korean Army, you worked with them. They had Katusas there. And it's just like, man, this is it. Cause now you're out of basic training, you're out of AIT. There's no, there's no one looking over you at all times. Now it's your nine to five. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm in a different country. Um, I barely know how to wash my clothes. I, I don't know how to balance <laughs> my, my check. I didn't know anything, but I was working, you know, I was there, you know. Um, so how did you figure it out though how did you figure like how to balance save money and all that stuff out trial, trial and error i remember the first year i was there i was just i was 18 so right one, the drinking limit is 16 so i was out they call it the ville and this is uh right outside the gate it's just a strip of clubs i was there five times a week just blowing my money getting getting drunk all the time doing because you, like, because see, that's important the reason i asked that because i knew you was going to say that Yep. it's important Ooh, to understand that you were still a you were still a teenager 
I didn't know. You was a teenager. But, you was free. Bro, and still, bro, I don't understand that. that. You were still way. looking for the fun side of you, trying to keep that guy alive. Yes. That's why you were going out drinking, partying, and having fun with partying, you know? having you know. I was just having the time of my life. Um, just learning, learning about life, you know. And I think from being there, that's why I matured the most, you know. Being in South Korea, Correct. did a lot of crazy things, but then you know. You figured them out. You you figure out yeah, the lessons from me. Trial and error. Trial and error. It's all mm-hmm. a learning experience. So. Yeah. So did you meet? Uh, did you meet your wife out in Korea? Uh. Uh-uh. When you um, got back. When I left, when I when I left Korea, I got stationed in North Carolina. Oh, okay. And uh, she was going to school there. Some wife's from Alaska. She was going to school there at the time. You said your lady from Alaska? Yeah, she's from Alaska. That's dope. Yeah, I always find that to be interesting. Yeah, we go there at least once a year. That's dope. Nah, I'm good. I come visit you in Washington State. I ain't going to Alaska. <laughs> hey, you you going out there? there? I ain't, I ain't huh? going to Alaska. It's cold in the mug out there, bro. If oh, I want to go out there, bro, it better be in the daytime because I ain't going out there when it's the 30 days a night. I seen the movie. I don't want to know. Said they seen got the some movie. crazy ass vampires out there because I would definitely think that's possible. Vampires running around in Alaska for a whole month. Man, that's like the purge. I'm good. He says a vampire I'm definitely purge. down for the day- daytime. You know, I'll put on my temple and see out here. Summertime you know? is crazy. Summertime, there's no snowboarding. So it's just daytime the whole day. Well, you said summertime, there's no nighttime? There's no nighttime. And then in the wintertime, you get like two minutes of sunlight per day. Like, it's crazy. And then like crazy. it gradually, it gradually increases throughout the time. Um, yeah, the first time I went over there to Alaska, it was dead winter. It was like negative 40 degrees like that. that. What? I walked out the airport. I was choking. Like, I choked on the air. That's, That's what I'm saying. Air. I couldn't do that, bro. Mm-hmm. I couldn't no, do that. No, I'm, I'm inaccurate. I'm sorry. I was over here shaking. You go to Alaska, you... Yo, yo, for real. Ain't no shaking, bro. You ain't moving, bro. It's not miserable. Your blood frozen. Your blood feel thick. Your blood feel thick. I would have never got off the plane. So I, going I'm no I was like, nah, bro. Look, she didn't even want to be in Alaska. I changed my mind about the daytime now. I, I'm good. Your, your wife didn't even want to be in Alaska. She left. She, she didn't even warn you. Did she even tell you you wasn't going to be able to breathe as soon as you got there? That the place uh, is that breathtaking. That climate over there has <laughs> to be know. so much different from anywhere else on Earth. Yeah, but the summer time is beautiful, though. It's a, you, you can, the ice. You the, the ice, bl- the sun glistens off the ice. Mm-hmm. That is that's right. You go out drinking. This happened to us last time. I was there this summer. You go out drinking, the sun don't go down. So it's like four or five in the morning, like like you really day drinking. Yo, for real, you day drinking all you day. You can't like tell me it's day all the time. Like, yeah, I got 24 hours to get stuff done. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh God, for real, right? That's like the illest trick for like hard, like when my line of work, like because I, I was working concrete. So like you said, mm-hmm. it's all day, like. They had to sit there really try to work you all day because like you ain't running out of daylight, so you good. Like they try to keep you out there. Did you find it easier to stay in contact with your family and friends when you were in South Korea than basic training? Because I know when you're in basic training, you can't really. The the biggest thing for me was the times time difference. So like Mm -hmm. I think it was like 13 hours ahead. So like when I was starting my day, y'all were finishing. Yeah. So I think the hardest part for me. but other than that, communication was still there. You know, I had I had a what was it Skype back then. Oh, okay. Right. Everybody got everybody made their sacrifices on there to make sure you know thirteen hours yeah. you stay up a little hour longer to talk to Angel. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, what else can you tell us about South Korea? What can you tell us about the culture over there? Man, the food. Um, I learned. You know, I'm about to say, do they eat frog legs out there? Oh, so, let me put this out there real quick because this is like one thing that just like it still mind blows me to this day. So, when we go out to the fields, like we go deep out in the fields because like we can't, we couldn't train nowhere near like. The civilian population mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. about 15, 20 years ago, one of the tanks ran over one of the, one of the civilians, so one of the locals. Mm. And then from then they were like, "Y'all can't drive these trucks on the streets, and y'all gotta go far out." So when we go far out, um, it it always smelled like super, like so bad, like it just smelled horrible. Like what's that smell? There's dog farms next to the training sites, and yeah, what I'm about to tell you, this is real. It's called Kagogi. So that's a delicacy out in South Korea. So you got bagogi, which is beef. Then you got kagogi, which is dog meat. And that's actually a delicacy. That's what they do. They love dog meat. I know. I know. Nigga. I had to put it out there. So for bagogi, all the people that skeptical of niggas really be eating dog meat, you got your answer so you down. Said, so you said kagogi. You got your answer down. Right? Yeah, so I gotta think Kobe if I want yeah. dog and then bugo you said bugogi 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 is the beef so for real booger for real oh uh, uh, yogi bear for real but no nah, I don't I don't That's find crazy, that I don't find man. that to be listen they eat more wild stuff than that than dog I right? wouldn't oh, yeah, I, I don't yeah. think I could eat, eat way more wild stuff than dog That's what I said was they eating it's wild it's wild to Americans more wild it's wild to Americans it's normal to them though because it's, dogs live in our home. Yeah. Dogs like in family, countries like that are on the street. I thought you just ate my cousin. Like, people don't understand. We have a, 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 a homeless cat problem. Other countries have wild dog problems. Yep. Regular dogs. Right. Like the dogs we have in the house over here, they have those dogs on the oh, street God. over there terrorizing their kids. So a lot of people don't know that. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't understand that. So and yeah, the there's a, they hunt they hunt the dogs like they hunt any other animal over there. <laughs> yep. it, to them, it's all food. They they harvest oh, them. Got right. All farms up there. And mm-hmm. then, now they make now they got safe dog meat. Because mm-hmm. now oh, they don't God. have to eat the wild dogs out in the out in the street that have rabies. Because most dogs in these countries do you, have rabies. It's true though. Because so, when I moved out here to Iowa, Justin was like, "Nah, bro, niggas ain't having no deer." He thought that shit, he, he think that shit nah, wild. Deer, deer, no, because deer is a sketchy meat. Like you can, deer, deer, deer meat is good. I hear a lot of people say it that. Is. But it's, oh, it's a bomb. if, if you're not fire. careful, if you're not careful where you get your you're deer right, meat from, though. I used to work in a butcher shop. I used to work as, right, a, in, in, as a meat Down to, yeah. So if, yeah, if you don't know, know where you're getting your, meat, meat, like, your, your deer from, bro, it can kill you. It can make you sick. Well, I know just because my lady brother, he hunt that joint. So it's yeah, coming so straight out the wild. It's you gotta free be range out the boat, bro. they eat raccoon and squirrel. Oh yeah, losing that's down south, bro. So what's the most wildest food you ate, Mr. Traveler Man? What's the most wildest food you ate? Wild. We talking wild now. I ate some gator in Texas. Gator ain't bad. I ate gator. I tried that before. Gator is pretty good. I like gator meat. The gator not bad. That ain't bad. Then in Korea, I ate some. I didn't eat dog. At least I don't think I ate dog. <laughs> he said I might have been sick one time and then said but, uh, I ate frog legs out there. I ate uh I ate lamb. Lamb is good. Lamb is pretty good. But them frog legs though, did it really taste like chicken? 
Nah, that's pretty good. Fry legs. I can imagine fry. some A1 on that bad boy. It's fry. <laughs> we, we turned into a cooking podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Talking about. Oh, man. Uh, what did what did you do out in Korea besides partying for fun? Um, like what did they have out there to do for you? Like, I'm trying to understand like what the culture is like. Like, what did yeah, they right? do out there so, for fun? Like, what is their life like? Out there, you got you got a lot of um, villages you can go to. Um, in in Korea, like when you're stuck on the base, that's literally for the most part all you're really going to do. You, you're gonna go, uh, there's other things you can do, but for the most part, the normal average soldier is probably going to drink his whole year away there. Just drink, have fun, you know, party, do, do you know, do some sightseeing. You can go to the mm-hmm. capital. You can do some, you know, they have like Latte World, which is like our version of like Disney or something like that, but it's all inside. There's things to do, but like for the most part. Yeah, yeah I thought you were smoking coffee. <laughs> right, you said latte where I'm like, damn, some uh, coffee heaven right there. Walking in, getting on a coffee slide. The competition. <laughs> now I'm trying to think because I know, I know, like with, with the culture shock that you experienced going to Korea, like there had to be a lot that you took away from it. Yeah, absolutely. Like I would say, um, you know, there was, you know, there was certain things that, you know. I seen culturally, it's like, you know, what's acceptable in America that's acceptable through there. And I'll give an example, like men, straight men can walk down the street with a purse and hold hands and it's okay. You know, but if we, if we in the hood and we see that, oh, he gay this, he gay that, but that's, that's not the truth. You know, it's, it's, that's how. Coming from example. Are, you know? I had, hey, I had a little disclosure. I rocked that I was little disclosure. Me and that. The guy right next to me, we held hands in New York and walked down the block. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 bro, we didn't care. Yeah, I ain't gonna deny we didn't yeah, care, bro. We, me and T used cause... to do stuff on purpose just to see how people would react. Oh, like, yeah. Especially oh, in New yeah. York, because you got so many different people in right. New York that believe and think different ways that you wanna you wanna get to see how they think. So right. I, yeah, we, like, did stuff, we did stuff. It was to funny do it. too. Like Charlie Murphy said, we did stuff. Other. Like you know the joke. Bring James. Like, Yo, you trying to hold my hand? It's like, yeah, maybe I am. It was just like, uh-huh. <laughs> bring it. People were just bring looking it. at us like uh, we didn't like, care, bro. We dying laughing. But no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's and that's important that you said. And the reason why I said disclosure is because you are right. Like I said, people was looking at us weird, but over there, mm-hmm. it's accepted. Like nobody, right. nobody really looks at it a different way, but. What other what other things over there that, that were kind of similar to to American or was there any other um, things? Did they have any sneakerheads over there? Yeah, there was at the time too. I was I was I was buying a lot of junk, you know, buying a lot of shoes, buying a lot of clothes, doing all that stuff. Um, but yeah, there was definitely Koreans. They love fashion. They yeah, are. They that's they, man, That's why I asked. That's do. why I've been uh-huh. asking fashion questions because I do know that about. It's not even Korean, yeah. it's Asian. I remember because like I used really to have like all my snapbacks on the wall. I had I used to wear skinny jeans, joints, all yep. that stuff. I remember the snapbacks too. You the one that put me on the zip back snapback because I have one. I got them from Doctor J's. I I copped the Chicago Bulls one, and I, my stepbrother wore it out the crib one time, and I never saw it again. You never saw but it. That yeah. ass, yo. But I yeah, you know, I was I was into that true. stuff too, and I remember the Koreans used to come to my room like, "Yo, can I borrow your hat and some shoes and some?" I'm like, "Yo, take whatever y'all want," you know. Right. With us, but 
Yeah, fashion is definitely a big thing out there. You know, they had H&M. I became hey. H&M. I can't fit H&M no more, but I used to. Nah, bro, me either, man. I cannot. Never liked H&M, I can't, I can't bro. fit that no more. I remember a girl I was dating bought me an H&M shirt award, award once, bro. Yeah, once. Uh, I couldn't wait to burn that I used to stay thing. up at H&M. I used to I stay couldn't up wait to burn that thing. Mm-hmm. Shopping no H&M. When I was modeling and I was lanky and I was more trim. Just yeah, some clothes you don't need to try up. on. H&M is one of them. Nah, I want to try it on no more, but back then I used to do it back in my 2012 days. 2012 worst clothes store ever, in my opinion. It's not the worst clothes store, ever. it's a fashionable come up store. That's how I look at it. If you try and be fashionable, they have if you want to, if you want the beach look all, all year round, you go to HM and give you the beach. You just have the beach round. look, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, let me ask Angel, what was uh, one thing that you uh, that you missed about civilian life, like being over in South Korea? What I missed, uh, like I'll give you an example. Mark last week, Mark was like, <clears throat> excuse me. Mark was like, he it was like little things like opening the refrigerator and getting yourself something to drink. Well, yeah, yeah, while you're at basic training, yeah, like when you're in basic training, you take the littlest things like being able to open your phone when you want to, being able to call your mom whenever you want to, being able to you know, cook yourself a meal whenever you want to. Like, you lose all of that. So, like, this craziest thing, like, just being able to go downstairs and do laundry by myself was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Because at some time, you cannot do anything without a drill sergeant there or someone watching you. And, like, towards the end, when you graduate, they start giving you your privileges back, you know. Here's your phone. Here's your camera. Here's your MP3 player. A little side thing, too, and this is – um. During basic training, I actually had my my MP3 player the whole time, and we had a cell phone that we we hid. But uh, the MP3 player only had two songs on it, and I it was Jay Z, uh, Forever Young, and uh, nice. Max Gale, Pretty Young. Where was it? Pretty uh, Pretty Wings. Pretty Wings. Oh two my years. God! You said Maxwell Pretty. I was like Pretty Wings. Uh, I don't those mind. Are two, I wouldn't those mind are two listening good songs, to Maxwell though. Pretty Wings. I'm not going for it. Y'all, y'all have got tired of Jay-Z of Jay-Z for Ever Young. Shit out that song. Y'all I feel like the fifth time of Forever Young, I would have got, got over it. Over Forever nah, Young, I would have yeah. never played it. Nah. Back, and like, I feel like a song like that, Forever Young, that's motivation. That's motivation yeah, when you're a basic trainer. That eyes, yo. Like, when you really listen to that track by Jay-Z, for real, yo, that's... No, don't get me wrong. I like the song. That's that track. That's on my playlist. Some days, I'll wake up some days and I'll be like, yo, what the fuck did I get myself into? Like, why am I here right now? And then, like, I'll I'll pop them headphones in, listen to just, you know, try to to motivate myself. But there was, like, first two weeks, like, especially out doing PT, because you lay in the grass while you're working out. And I was just staring up to the sky, man. I was like, I just gave up my whole freedom for this, you know? When you graduate, mm-hmm. it's like, man, that shit, that was worth it, you know? I'll do it. You know, when you graduate, you still playing. Forever. Oh, Pointing for at everybody like, I'm gonna be forever. Uh-huh. And then we, we, was like, oh. <laughs> we also had our cell phone. We kept it under, uh, what was it, one of those cones or street cones? We had we kept under the street cones and then I don't like, blame you though you gotta you find, messed it you gotta up for everybody somewhere. now yeah. you messed it up for everybody else now it's, they it's like check hey, all now, the now they get their phone all the time apparently look when you bad. say it's like prison it, that's that's the prison mates do right oh god for real that's what I prison thought you was gonna do. say they hit it in the floor or something like that but that's just as good 
<laughs> and it was they were doing some some crazy stuff like this one dude um he was a smoker and you know when you're in basic training you can't smoke so he what he would do he would go to the cooks and be like Yo, let me get a cigarette the cooks would give him a cigarette and then the dude would save the matches from that so every mre has a match in it so like when you're out in the field you can burn it so you don't leave your your traces behind yeah, you. Yeah, you're saying, yeah. So you, you burn you burn your food. So he'll take the matches from there and then go to the cooks, get a cigarette from there. Then he'll go to the laundry room and smoke a cigarette. Like people be people got creative with things, you know, they were just getting it how they want it, you know. Yeah, it sounds a lot like prison. <laughs> uh, the people do, do creative things in prison too. Uh-huh. Nah, but no, it's all it's all for discipline though. So I mean I understand yeah. it. It's all to make sure that your mind is disciplined and you are disciplined in your actions because when you get out there and you and you if you do eventually like ever have to go to war, they need to know they could count on you, bro. Like mm-hmm. you are just a number, but they need to make sure they could count on that number that you they are. need to make sure that number is there. <laughs> so tell us the story of how you met your how you met your wife. My good friend, actually one of my best friends from the military. Um <clears throat> he actually me and him got stationed in North Carolina together. And then Ogberg too. Um, he from Jersey City. That's the one I met in, in South Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all got stationed on there. And my one of my good friends um, went to school with my wife. And one night he was just like, hey, come over, you know, because um, he was married at the time too. He was like, hey, come over. We, you know, there's someone going to be here. So I went over. And then from there, I just knew it was it, you know. Um, yeah. I, I met her. We talked, whatever. We, we clicked. Everything went well. And then she wound up getting married. What was your later. first impression of her? Damn, she alive. Uh, yeah, I was like, damn. <laughs> you probably gonna see this, but like, I was like, damn. Um, you know, I just knew, like, some like people say, like, you just knew, like, I just knew at that moment. I was like, yeah, this this one, you know, she is. But how yeah, did you? So how did you know she was the right one? What was the tell? What was the tell that she was the right one? It there had to be like, something that that clicked. And what was it? Like when you can when you can look at someone and you can see yourself 10, 15, 20 years down the road and like I just knew like I never felt that way with anyone else, you know. It was just like mm. I had girls, you know. He got me feeling all warm and fuzzy and shit. You just, to go downstairs and kiss my know, girl. You know? Like That's baby, right. I love you. But, uh, <laughs> and we've been married eight years. We actually we shout actually, out, um, shout out to Angel's wife, man. Yeah, married eight years. Uh, September fifteenth, made eight years. And word, congrats! It's coming up. Wait, no, it passed, didn't it? Yeah, it, it just passed. Word, happy yeah. anniversary. So we got married on Emily's birthday. My little sister, she her birthday is September fifteenth. We got married on her birthday, but word, I wasn't invited, but it's alright. I understand, you know, I was left out. Yeah, we we ain't do not too crazy. We just we got married in North Carolina, and then we had our first daughter in North Carolina. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have a wedding in uh. I'm gonna send everybody the invitations after wedding is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, you that's know, my DJ, point. DJ, uh, it ain't gonna matter though. I already know I'm gonna be there. So D Jackson had like some uh, I think his like pre-wedding thing, whatever it was, and he sent me it two days before the the actual. Ceremony. No, I'm literally, I'm literally not playing. I'm literally gonna have the wedding. And then sent out the invitations with the day I got married on it. I'm not playing. Bro. I'm not playing. Yeah. Nobody want to invite me to their stuff. Well, guess what? You're going to get yeah, the invitation like a week late. All right. They're going to look at the date like, wait, this passed already. Did he get married? And it's going to have did. a USB with all the photos. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. 
everybody get one different picture. <laughs> everybody get one picture is different. And I'm gonna be in all of them because I'm gonna be there. <laughs> but but you mentioned you got two kids. I, I have had the pleasure of meeting me and your two your two beautiful daughters. Mm-hmm. Um so what what do what Are you do part you of the doubled up club too? Yeah, you got the no, here. No, yeah. not, well, yeah, he got he doubled up, but he got two girls. He ain't got the he ain't got the boy girl. That's what I call that. He just got two girls. We me and Justin got the best of both worlds. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. I was like, I wanted that boy, but after I, uh, after the second one, you gotta be like, nah, I'm good. Cause I'm gonna have a yep. third girl. Then I'm gonna be like, nah, I'm a chocolate. I'm gonna have a Try fourth girl. I, I, just I got and, and literally, I have. Next I thing know you know, you that, tried, that went through that. They're pregnant now with their boy, but that's serious. They went through that same thing. They now have two girls, uh, and they sitting there like, dang. Fast, they sitting there like, dang, yo, if we have a girl the third time, he was joking I'm like, yo, I'm gonna push you down the stairs, and she was like, I might go down willingly. Because <laughs> they both was like, yo, we don't want a third girl, but God willing, they got that boy. So I feel, I feel nobody fell down boy, the stairs. He gonna, he gonna get old and have all older sisters like. But luckily though, that he does, he will have an older brother. So it will be cool because she did have a boy before him. So, oh, so she had a boy, she had a girl, probably a girl, boy, girl, girl, boy. No, something it was that. boy because like she was with somebody else. So oh, boy, okay. and then the person she's with now, girl, girl, now boy. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, kind of, it works out like that sometimes. Um, yeah. But with your with your children, with your two daughters, what do you want them to know about the military? Like, what do you tell them? Like, do you tell them anything about the military? Do you have those conversations? I know they're young. Do, do you do not, they understand your job or anything like that? Not really. Um, You know, now, that, that was a big part of why I left active duty. You know, being married, having kids is like, you know, mm-hmm. you need more. You need more flexibility, you know. When you're in the military, mm-hmm. you go from six a.m. to whenever they want to leave, and it's like, okay, I, mm-hmm. I need more time. My kids, my son, you know. Mm-hmm. Active duty. Um, they don't know too much about it. They know sometimes Daddy puts on his uniform and then he shaves his beard, but that's <laughs> that's all they really know about it. So, do you do you feel like uh, you keep it that way for like their mental, like their mindset and stuff like that, so they're not they don't have to grow up fast or knowing things about you know, things around them or the world around them. Cause when you, I, in my, in my, my opinion, like if I'm telling my kid about what I'm doing in the army or about the army, that's a big aspect in life of, you know, wars and protecting here home that you will have to also explain them. So when you say you don't explain them to, to them, I actually agree with that. I don't think parents yeah. should, but I do know some parents that, oh, that are oh. in the military that do explain it to their young kids, yeah. three, four year old kids. I will say sometimes, and like I, I know sometimes I gotta like chill out, but like that discipline, that structure, I try to kind of put it on them. Mm-hmm. Um, not to where it's overbearing for them, but you know, I see for me how structure and discipline yeah. you know, work, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's like the only thing that I let out to them. But like other than that, you know, it's yeah, you try to keep it about that, which I agree with. Yeah. I think like in a job like the military, you should your kids mm-hmm. shouldn't be exposed to that, like. Uh, just like you know, people that work for the CIA or FBI, their kids they don't expose their kids, and I think the army is the same because it, it's a big aspect in life wars, people die. And if you tell your kids that and they go to school one day or they're around somebody one day that knows a little bit more about it, and like, yeah, people in the army kill people, and then they're like, my dad's in the army, and it's like, oh, shit, my dad kills people, so it's like mm-hmm. it, could, it could mess up their minds. And I have seen it done, that's why I asked the question because there are people out here that do try to explain to their kids so they're aware of what their father do, the dangers of their job and not just people that's an army people that's cops firefighters yeah. stuff like that so mm-hmm. i think uh i think you know we do need to keep a shield on them from some things when they're young and i think mm-hmm. we're getting into a world now 
where, and this is another reason why I asked, we're getting into a world now where people just want to throw everything on four-year-old kids and like they can handle it. And they yeah. can't. Mm-hmm. They can't. So with, with our kids right now, um, we homeschool them from the jump. And it might sound weird to some, but like they've been, my wife's been teaching them um, at home. Now they're finally into a, uh, they're into a school right now. It's called Summit Academy, but it's virtual. So they have like their little stations, you know, um, and we get to monitor what, what they're being, what taught. being taught, you know. See, and that's a good question um, because if you go back to, to our Second episode, I said something to the guest that we had on my boy E was um, I get a say in what my child is taught. And mm-hmm. I think every parent should feel that way. I don't think no parent should just put their their child in the hands of a school and be like, your curriculum is great. Mm-hmm. No, we need to mm-hmm. monitor what our kids are being taught. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and from here, here's my take on educational book. It's definitely necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Certain things. Though. Yeah, certain things. Mm-hmm. I can tell you like they purposely keep you away from, they keep the, the, the curriculum away from actual things that will benefit you. Mm-hmm. Like, and what I mean by that is like, when, when, when I was going, coming up in school, they didn't teach you about a credit score. Mm-mm. They didn't teach you about financial literacy. Mm-mm. They don't want you to because they mm-hmm. want you to be a slave. They want you to, to, to be a slave to your, your debt. They want you to be a slave to, you know, they don't want you to be financially mm-hmm. So they purposely keep that away from you. Mm-hmm. You know, why can't you put that in the curriculum? Why do I need to know what y equals mx plus b? You know, show me show me why I need a good FICO score. You know, show me some financial. See, and I agree because I don't think every everything Help you learn in school taxes. is going to it fits exactly. everybody. Like math, like some people can go for for far in math ge- uh, geometry, and yeah. they can go far and understand mm-hmm. that stuff. Like they have a mind that they can go into that, that to a line of work that actually needs that type of understanding. But most yep. people like that go to school, we all get taught the same thing. Most of us would never use it. Mm-hmm. Mo- and I love math. I love mm-hmm. math. But most of us would never use half. I don't even use half the stuff that I know for math. I don't mm-hmm. use it. So I always said that, like, yo, we need a curriculum that's going to show our kids how to be, I mean, how to live life. Because, yeah, we don't mm-hmm. want them to grow up fast, but we do need to show them that life isn't going to be and treat you like parents treat you. For parents that actually baby their kids and, you know, don't teach their kid real valuable lessons, life ain't going to do that for you. Life is going to kick you in gas and then kick you in gas again while you're still getting up from the first ass kicking. All right, so we don't teach our kids that. We don't teach them Bible lessons of right and wrong. Mm -hmm. Of if you do this outside of my house, this is the consequence of it. I literally had to go outside and steal something and then find out the consequences of it to understand what what I was doing. I don't want that for my Mm -hmm. kids. I don't want my kids to hang around people. And my son kind of gets that now. He's like, no, if that kid's doing that, I'm not hanging around. I don't know what they're doing that for. He understands it. Like he understands, like no, that's not good behavior. I don't want to be around that. If you need your kids to understand that, because a lot of our black kids, a lot of our black and immigrant kids, they fall into the streets so easy, and it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter sometimes what we're teaching them at home because a lot of times, especially in the black neighborhoods where all of us come from, it's fathers are at work working two three jobs, and the mothers at home Mm -hmm. spending all the money. That that's the environment Uh we come from. That's the environment. Andrew, you was you Haiti worked all her life though. See, that's the one thing yeah, I can say about your mom. Your mom still worked. Like your mom worked her ass off all her life for as long as I knew you guys. Like we didn't have that in my house. 
Mm-hmm. Like my mom wasn't around. My father didn't have a job. My grandmother gave up her job to take care of us. Like mm-hmm. so, for for us, those, those was the dynamic of the families around us. And for us, we just want to make and it when better. I wasn't on punishment because of my report card. I was free down the street with Justin because my pops yeah, was <laughs> That's what I'm saying. T, you really never had a parent mm-hmm. home. Your father had to go My out and work. And th- that's real. an important aspect. And that's the reason why I bring your children up and being in the army, because how do you find the time to, uh, like you said, be able to be there for them, understand what they're learning, understand who they are. Mm-hmm. Because I think a big factor in us raising our kids is we don't get, and I said this in a dad group on Facebook, um, we don't get to know our kids on a deeper level than just what's on the surface or what they tell us or how they act. We don't sit down and talk to them. Mm-hmm. I sit down and talk to my daughter, even if she say nothing. I literally sit down and talk to her so I can understand what she likes, what she's into, what she doesn't, mm-hmm. what she's not into. She tells me things. Like, she literally opens mm-hmm. up and tells me things when I talk to her, and she's only three. So more mm-hmm. parents need to take that approach of, like, yo, getting to know our kids on a deeper level, getting to know their mentality, mm-hmm. the way they think about things, how they feel about things. Because then mm-hmm. we don't – it's not That's about important. shaping. It's about teaching, and we don't teach enough, especially in Black communities or in, in, mm-hmm. in communities like this where it's Hispanic, Black, and, and you know – some other races, but dominantly Hispanic and Black is the, the community we live in. And we don't see our so, parents spending enough time in the home teaching us. They rely on everybody else around us. And that's why I said this: one of the things this podcast is about is bringing the community back to the aspect of community because mm-hmm. our parents and our time could get away with that. They could get away with going out and working two jobs because if we did something mm-hmm. and one of our neighbors seen it, they were going to fuck us up. Like, yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy, like, for... Now, now yeah. it's like, don't touch my kid. What are you yelling at my kid for? Like, we there's no community aspect no more. Like, back in the day, literally, we was acting up. Somebody would drag us down the street to our parents, bro. And mm-hmm. our parents would be thankful because they understood that I'm busy trying to make a life for them. I'm busy trying to keep this roof mm-hmm. over their head and keep the bills paid. I can't watch them all the time. And that's the same thing mm-hmm. that's happening now. It's the same thing. But it's now it's like younger people are having kids they don't understand what having a kid is. They don't know what it's like to take care of a kid. They don't know what it, what it means to take care of a kid. They think just putting good good looking clothes and name brand sneakers on their kid and bringing them outside around all their drug dealer friends and all their, their holy friends, that that's the way of life. And then then their kid turned out a gangster or their daughter turns out to, to put her body everywhere, to say it in a nice way. And then they look at it, oh, why you turned out this way? It's because of you. It's, it's what you show them. We are an image of them. They seek us. I say things and my daughter repeats them. That should tell you they look up to us. And a lot of us as parents don't understand that. We don't understand how much influence we have on our children. And for the, you know, your mothers out here that want to twerk all over your kids and have your kids twerking, you think that's good? That's going to reflect when they're a teenager. You think you can stop it? Guess what? It's too late. And that's my problem. And that's why I say we need that community factor because if my sister was caught down the street twerking, Neighbor would have grabbed her ass by her ear, smacked her ass up, brought out the black to my father, and my father would have beat her ass. Mm-hmm. My brother was around the corner fighting. Nigga, dude, I said, nigga punched my brother in his eye, shut his eye, walked that nigga right around the corner to my father. Like, that's the community we 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 grow up in. Like, and you guys want to change it. <laughs> A lot of you guys want to change it. And it's like you changing it is making it worse for the next generation. You changing it is making it worse for them. Because now we can't even give them, and I get it, like me and Andrew talked about that too, like with the beating. No, you can pop your kid. You can hit your kid. Like my son, I smack him in the back of the neck or back of his head. 
my daughter. I'll pop her hand or, or, or I'll slap her on the butt. But like objects, like we don't need to be doing that no more. That's that's in the 90 lead them shits back then. We need to find a better way of teaching our kids. And that's why I keep going back to the no teaching. No Sega remotes, Justin. No Sega remotes, no hangers, no, no uh, extension cords, no twitches, no witches. No Mongoose bikes. I remember no. I got beat with a Mongoose bikes with pegs. Pegs on it. Yo, our parents yeah. was wow. And like I said, I said it in the dad group. I said it to Angel last night. Our parents had problems with anger, bro. Because when they beat us, they beat us out of anger, bro. It was never, oh, it was I, never I, to teach us. It was yeah, always out of anger. Uh, when just, me and Justin spoke about it yesterday. We we're like, you know, a lot of our parents they suffered. You know, it's it's a lineage of suffering. So like, mm-hmm. my dad suffered. His dad, my dad, dad suffered, suffered. Mm-hmm. and it goes all the way down. That's why they deal with the depression. That's what they deal with. They go to drugs, whether it's alcohol or whatever the case may be. And they just continue the pattern. But then at some point, mm-hmm. you got to be like, you know what? I'm going to be the one to break that pattern. You know? I'm yeah. not going to allow that to happen no more. You know? Yeah. That's why I call myself down when it comes to disciplining my son. Because I've talked to Justin about that before. And I've just I said that to my, even my lady. Because she helped me with checking myself, too. Because yeah, because we just like, human I'm a nature. big dude. I'm strong. And then my son, even though he's big for his age, I still can't be swinging at him. What did I, what did I, I, I say? told him a couple of times because like he don't listen. And at the same time, like how Justin was saying before, we got to understand our kids and like we can't rush them to like doing stuff at our own pace because we're older. Mm-hmm. They're small. They're still enjoying life mm-hmm. because they're still they don't discovering understand things. They don't, you know, like literally it is frustrating for me to get my son to go to potty. But when he goes on the potty, it's worth it. Like one time I told him, like, he was like, all right, I don't have to go potty. I'm like, just go potty. You'll never know what happened. So he got on the AP and I was like, you got to poop? Just go like this. And like, just grunt and like, to poop. And then literally he was like, Hurr. and then you heard it drop into the toilet. Like, bloop, bloop, bloop. I was like, yeah, we did it. Like, I was so happy, you know? So it was like those yeah, moments you get frustrated a lot. But it pays for it. It pays off for real. And that's why I was just like those moments like that. It's like I right, I gotta take I gotta take my time, you know. Yeah, and you really gotta like pace yourself. And, and that's but, a, it goes yeah, you back do. To a lot of parent, a lot of these people out here are not ready to be parents, or maybe not even. It's not even. See, I hate when people mm-hmm. say oh, I'm not ready to be a parent. Do you no think most people ready. that had kids are no ready to be a parent? No, no they even the people that plan to have right. kids. No, they weren't. Ready. Ready. Stop saying they prepare themselves and they still get cold food. They still get cold food. It has nothing to do with being ready. It has everything to do with the sacrifice. Everything to do. We uh, all can make sacrifice. Just sacrifice mm-hmm. to raise your kid, bro. Ma said too. You know, we mm-hmm. you gotta be. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not gonna be ready, but you gotta. Be ready to to handle shit when it comes yeah. down, you know, and learn. Yeah. You know, you're not gonna be perfect, no. but as long as you're willing to learn and mm-hmm. and, and Fix learn your mistakes, from your mistakes right. that's it. That's mm-hmm. all you really need. You know, kids are kids are innocent, bro. They don't they don't control yeah. being brought into the world. The two people mm-hmm. that have sex did. Mm-hmm. So do your part to take care of them and make sure they grow up and be a good member of society, not mm-hmm. a bad member, a good member of society. Because we don't have that either. We don't have, and it goes back to teachings. You're gonna guys gonna hear me preach this a lot on this podcast. Teachings and lessons <laughs> that we give our kids, bro. Because I know from my experience, and you you're going to get to know it along episodes. I reveal things, you know, as we talk more. But it's like over my experience of being a child, bro. I went through a lot, and one of the things I always wanted as a child was love. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I always wanted was just to feel. 
not be told. Mm-hmm. I wanted to feel like I was loved. And mm-hmm. I know my daughter feels loved. I know it because I know that is mm-hmm. one big thing for me that I need it. And I'm going to give it to her right off the bat, right off the oh, bat. God. So she doesn't experience the things I went through. And now I can teach her love around it. I can teach her things around that love, how to love, the differences of love, how to be right in love, what, what is wrong in love. Because we like Andrew said, we all make mistakes. We all need to grow. We all need to learn. But we are right. we are the key to our children's success. And I don't mean that is in the sense of I want my son to be a basketball player, so I'm going to train him as hard. No. What I mean is teach him. I'll tell you this. My uncle said something to me. He said, men, men can just live their life off of two things. If you take everything else away from them, men can live their life by two things, right and wrong. He is 100% true. He is 100% right in that. We would take everything away from us and we would still live our lives in a full extent by right and wrong. We need everybody to understand that. We need everybody to be on that page, women and everything, young women and everything. If you understand what's right and wrong and you just do right, you will get to the places that you want to be. But a lot of people, especially here in the hood, it's like, I was just talking to Angel about this yesterday. Like, we don't have our young kids being scouted to go to big colleges and play basketball or play football. You know, uh, Angel just pointed out not to me. Unless, we just, like we you just, said, not unless, just, like you said, they got those parents that birth, like as soon as they come out the womb, give them a basketball. That's the only way. That's that true, happens. but most of those guys too in Jersey City end up falling to the streets. Like, they, You're right. We, being you are honest, not wrong. My best friend, one of my talent. other best friends that I grew up with, Gregory Eady, in jail right now because he got caught up in the streets and ended up catching a body. Now he's doing life. And he was a, a child, like he's a child yes. football star. Yes. He's a child like, football star, played have, for Jersey City Recreation and everything, was known. so much talent the newspapers here in and all that shit. Then so he in the newspaper for catching a body. But all of our black now men he locked up. waste their talent because they get caught up in the streets. And it's not just here. It's like, not even Chicago. the black men. It's the Spanish cats, too. But I, it's everybody. You guys the, know, the, know what Your hood. Your hood catch you, bro. The hood. Your hood catch you. in the hood. Because I didn't see so many people that had skill, skill, including mm-hmm. myself. Me and you touched on this on this last night. Like I had skill in basketball. I just didn't know what fundamentals was. I didn't know the, the all of the ins and out of ball, but I had skill. I knew how to put the ball in the basket and I knew how to play defense. And I was very mm-hmm. good at it. But like I told Angel, we didn't have teachers there. Mm-hmm. We didn't have nobody to show us how to take it further. We didn't have programs to take it further. I even told Angel this. A lot of people from Jersey City know this. We had a gym teacher who used to play for the New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. You think Mr. he had Addison. any programs in place to Mr. teach us ball? No, he didn't. But nope. I can clearly remember him. Every day I, can, escalate, I, I can clearly remember <laughs> him getting all the girls in the gym class together and teaching them how to shoot. Yeah. So this is my problem. I say that to say my problem is when somebody does make it out, they never come back and give back to here. Like, and it's very few that do. Like, we just had a football player. Um, what was his name, Andrew? You said? Oh, Frank Darby. Yeah, Frank Darby that, you know, just made it to the NFL. Oh, Falcons. He plays for the Falcons right now. He played for the Falcons right now. So, shout out, Frank Darby. Crazy. Shout out. Shout out. You know, tell him we said shout out. Uh, oh. Tell him tell him we we glad that somebody got out this month. Got to do something. Oh, but, Whoa. no, it's a real struggle, man. You don't know how many people I've come across mm-hmm. in my basketball in my younger years that I met a dude that came from overseas. His name was Jamal. Shout out, Jamal. Um, 
So, he, he was nasty, bro. Nasty. He came over here to try to make it to the league, and it didn't work out for him. So he went back overseas and started playing overseas bowl again. And I from there, I don't, I don't know what happened to him. Anyway. I, I had another dude named Tim. Shout out Tim. Nasty. Tim was nasty. Oh, Tim, see, Tim didn't fall Tim. in the streets. Tim, Tim nah, fucked his knee up. Tim kept that grind. Knee, but he's still, he's still out nah, here his balling. Nah, he wasn't the same. Nah, he down south now. Tim don't bowl no more. If he ball, it's not serious like he used to. But Tim literally twisted his knee in front of me, and that was it for him. Mm-hmm. And that's like that was on his way of grinding to try to get to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Bro. So we have people that damn Arlington Park and that dip right under the damn ring. I know. Yo. I remember it was this dude from Ferris. I don't know where this guy is, but it was this dude from Ferris. Dude could shoot the ball like Steph Curry, bro. And I'm not even lying. Like nigga, nigga could shoot the ball like Steph Curry. Where is he? What college did he, he go said, to? Where in the world does Thomas San Diego? <laughs> That's my point. I want to see more black and Hispanic people, people in the hood, come out of here and do something with their lives. Like, I want to see us in sports. I want to see us on big stages. I want to see one of us get in a boxing ring and be the best fighter of all time over over uh, over to see uh, Mayweather. But we don't have that here. We have all these black kids and Hispanic kids and, you know, some some white kids because you do have, you know, them mixed mm-hmm. in, that's in poverty. None of us make it out. Yeah. Not even the white kids. None they of us know make the struggle it out. Too. None of us make it that's out. That's why I say everybody. And that's like crazy. Like said, the hood catch your ass. Yeah, it's crazy Because even me. out here, I had to say that to, like, my lady's family, too, because, like, how we could spot crackheads so easily out in Jersey, they spot meth heads, and I don't be knowing because I'm not I'm not exposed. Yeah, it's a different I'm not type of drug. Yeah. Meth heads. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Fact. That's a, like what I learned out here that you can't buy too many cans of brake fluid or starter fluid out here. Like that says, I think the max one person can buy is like two to three. Because if you start getting four and five, you'll get flagged and won't even make it two blocks away from the store by the police. Because that's something that people use in order to make meth. And I wouldn't even think to know Are that. You doing? Damn. Mm-hmm. Yes, yo. It's ether in there. It's mm-hmm. ether in there. And that's what they use in order to make that. Mm-hmm. Like that's so that's what I've been learning. What I've learned about meth. Like, mm-hmm. yo, when people have meth labs that's in their homes, the that's the show. That shit is in the fucking experiment lab. Like it's heat mm-hmm. bubbles and shit going through. Yeah, yo, that's it. Them shit really do blow up. Like, if you got the wrong drop, like, I'm not even going to lie to you. It's a couple of times where I have felt big-ass booms, like, while I've been walking down the street before I started driving. I'll be walking. I'll text my girl sometimes, like, yo, did you hear that boom? And she was like, it was probably a meth lab that blown up. I was like, you probably not joking. And a couple of days later, one time I said that to somebody, shit blown up. Like, somebody shit yeah, didn't blow up. Really, I was like, bro. damn. But that's like, just that's to say, serious. like, when you go to different reality. places, you see different things, bro. And it's like, it's true. no matter where it's you true. go, bro, there's always a place like here. There's always a place mm-hmm. like here. And I'm not even just you doing right. this for us here in Jersey City. Yeah. I am because I'm here in Jersey City. But I'm doing it Fact. for everybody that's in a place like this. Everybody that's in a place mm-hmm. like this that want to find a way out. Like, we need help. Like, them young black kids, them young Hispanic kids, them young white kids that's in the hood that's not succeeding like that. They need help. They need help to get out of here and be something in life. And we have to understand that not all of them have the guidance at home that they need. Because I didn't have it. I should have ended up in the street with a gang and dead, but that wasn't my life. I didn't, I didn't, it, it turned me off. Like, being in the street, seeing people hang out on the corner all day, that shit turned me off. Like, it was like, what am I... I'm a stand like to this day, like you gotta ask my girl, bro. I don't stand on the corner for more than two minutes. I will literally walk. 
I would literally pace up and down a block. Why, if I'm waiting, this I don't like standing in one spot. But it's because I live in a hood, and when you stand in one spot, it's either you somebody gonna come oh, up to God. you, action you if you got drugs, or the cops gonna come action you, pulling you over and searching you and see if you have drugs. So oh, I don't God. like corners. So, but I know if I was to go to Detroit, said, no more locked doors. That same thing would apply to me. I wouldn't be standing on the corner because another thing is standing on the corner where I'm from is dangerous. You don't you don't know who wants to kill the next young black kid that's standing next to you, and they don't know how to aim out here. These kids don't go to damn the shooting range and perfect their craft. Like, did you have to worry about that in South Korea? <laughs> uh, it's illegal to own a gun in South Korea. Yeah, this like that. Well, you cannot own a gun unless you law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what about Alaska? Since you spend Alaska, time out you there. Everybody got to get in Alaska. You got to shoot bears, caribou. Yeah, you got <laughs> mountain lions. Mountain lions. Uh, I'm having me three guns. I'm going to empty all of them on that. On them damn I ain't going to I would, too. All my shit, I had a thermoscope. Can you, imagine you got really caught, call of duty can you imagine you got caught between a mountain lion and a polar bear with no gun? I would just piss myself. You might as well just start kicking, right the, kicking the ice under you, nigga. I hope to fall in and freeze to death. <laughs> Uh, that's going to be a painful death. Either that or I hope they fight each other. Then I could run away. Nah, they gonna chase <laughs> the only you, thing bro. I'm going to pray for. Polar bear definitely nah, they gotta chase you. Over, they got to fight to see who will get me first. I'm the nah, problem. Polar bear definitely going to chase you, bro. <laughs> that cat you know might get crazy? you. And this might sound stupid. I went to Alaska this summer, right? And we went to Denali Park. And, he uh, went to the cold I'll... during the heat. <laughs> I ordered a pizza. <laughs> and they were like, hey... I got a meat lovers, and they were like, well, you want to add reindeer meat to the pizza? And I was like, reindeer meat? Like, real reindeer? I thought it was fake or whatever. They were like, okay. They gave me the pizza. They had reindeer meat on there. I was like, I thought reindeers were fake. Like, we talking about Rudolph and all that. They were like, no. Yeah, it's a real. So they took me to the North Pole the next day, and I saw reindeer. Like, it's crazy. I thought they were made up. No, no, animals. Yeah, I've I've taken my son to see some out here actually. Because they have like little tours and shit, like when it starts to get cold for like Christmas and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. they'll bring them down, they'll they transport do them yeah. down and stuff. They do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's kinda that's always cool. But you like, had to a taste though. Hide that taste. How when we bring up wild food, you not you gonna wait till now to bring I forgot up about that, that. that you have wild though. It's not, and on it's top not of that, he said it's not wild. They caught him. It's not wild. It was good. It was some good stuff. It's crazy because I'm vegetarian now. I don't eat meat no more. But uh, hey. my wife's been a vegetarian. So if I weigh bacon in front of you, you going to fold or no? I, yesterday, I cooked steak and chicken wings, and I didn't eat none of it. I had impossible meat. So that's like that fake plant-based meat. Mm-hmm. I had impossible meat, but no, nah, I, I can't. Maybe I should have a mushroom burgers and shit. Mushroom burgers, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm on the meat list. So how was that transition from you? Because I know that's hard for you being a Hispanic man. Because I know your mom be cooking all that good shit, especially that pork. That's what I'm saying. How can like that must have been hard? I know last year uh, from January first to (laughs) September, I went vegan, like straight vegan, no animal products. And like during that time, I was in the best shape of my life. Um, Mentally, I was mentally sharp. I was light on my feet. I had any, I can work all day and like come home and do some homework. Like I just had limitless energy. I know, I know, and, I know a vegan that would tell you different. She's been, <laughs> she's been a vegan for 20 years. Really? Yeah, she'll she tell you. Doing different. It right. she, mm-hmm. uh, she, she was doing, doing it right. She was doing it right, nigga. 
Her body but, is fucked up now. Um, to get into that real quick, like the the scientific part of it, you can look at um, I think what got me was Game Changers on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I seen that? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so Game Changers is sponsored by Arnold Schwarzenegger, by the way. And this is the guy that mm. tells you, hey, you got to eat your protein, you got to get your steaks, you got to get your... Mm. I'll, I'll follow Arnold. I'll follow Arnold. Arnold that's a business That's a smart man. We got to think about like this too, genetically. We, we're not meant to... And I do believe in this. I love my steaks and I love my chicken, but I think... Yeah, but we're not. We're not meant... I agree with that If you look at your when they're not mm-hmm. shaped to be eating chewing meat. You look at your eyes, right? A lot of animals can't see color. Why are humans able to see color? Because we we have to pick the fruits and the vegetables, and we have to see the mm-hmm. color, how ripe it is, and all that stuff. Then you look at our mm-hmm. intestines. So why did uh why in the biblical days did people sacrifice goat to God? I don't know. Now now we getting religious. We talking about religion. <laughs> I just, <laughs> just throwing it out there, bro. Right I'm just throwing it out no, there. No, no, that's a that's a great point. But like they sacrifice the goat to God. And they didn't need a goat there, bro. They ate that damn goat. They ate that, oh, they ate that damn goat. <laughs> then you look at our intestines. Um, we have long intestines because we you know take time to process our process food. Process food, yeah. When you look at lines mm-hmm. and gloves, they got short intestines because mm-hmm. they're eating that and they, they getting rid of it right away. Yeah, right away. You know? mm-hmm. So genetically, like we kind of you know, are meant to be vegetarians, you know. Look at the strongest uh the strongest uh vegetarian on the planet right now. You think look at the gorilla, you know, for the most part, all he eats veg- vegetables. And this dude is yeah. massive and strong. He got muscle. And what they, what they I think I did is, read about that dude that you're talking about too, because he is a strong man that's a vegetarian and I do swallow. Exactly. What the quick factual quick Tennessee Titans 13 players went vegan. They went to the playoffs that year. Um, you know, the strong that strong man, he went vegan, strong, he's massive. What they found was that that protein you're actually getting from that meat is actually from the cow eating the protein from the plants. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's where you get most of your protein from. There's a lot of scientific mm-hmm. things that go mm-hmm. into it. Um, I mean, right. it's and that's why a lot of bodybuilders are starting to convert to plant-based proteins too. See, and that I don't mind. I don't mind going plant based. So I'm not. I'm not going to go vegan or vegetarian. Like I don't eat much beef and I don't eat much pork anymore. My 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 intestine, my my system down here, it ain't it ain't working, bro. So I don't eat. I don't eat much of it anymore. The only thing I eat is fish and chicken. That's the most I eat, and a lot of greens is what I eat. But I'm. I, I don't. I, I'm not going to say that we weren't meant to eat meat. Because I know, I know in the Bible it does going back to a little bit of religion. I don't like to dive into it, but I know it did say somewhere about you not to eat like uh, animals with hooked feet. Yeah. Like so pork, yeah, so I do think at like some point, I think it did think at some point, we our bodies changed to mm-hmm. be more mm-hmm. reliant off the greens around us, off the crops mm-hmm. around us, and stuff like that. Because you got to remember, mm-hmm. back in the time before we got modern and we started getting more modern, all we used to do was crop. That's mm-hmm. All we used to do was crop. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. had a farm. That's what, like. Mm-hmm. So I do understand. I do kind of agree with what you're saying. That it, I think it's more meant for us to eat more greens and vegetables than we eat meat. But a lot of people eat more of a meat. The way and my boy water, like that, water's a, I don't think water's vegan. I think water's vegetarian or somewhere in between two. I forget what he called himself. Nah, Episcopalian. There you That's go. Episcopalian, so he eats fish only. Yeah, yeah, he only eats fish. Yeah, 
And he was telling, he was explaining. He always was a guy that eats his greens too. Yeah, he was explaining to me. He's like, yo, it don't matter. It don't really matter what you eat as long as you eat more greens than what you eat. Mm-hmm. He will tell you that. So he is a man that that actually eats portion, the vegetables. I'll make a big vegetables. portion of cabbage, <laughs> cabbage, spinach, and kale, and then I'll eat a little piece of meat with it. Think about uh, like this too. This is getting tough. This is digging into like you know community and all that stuff. Look at what our diet consists of, especially when I was in Jersey. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I was there out in the morning, I have that big egg and cheese. I had that pizza for lunch. Bro, don't bring up bacon, egg, and cheeses right now to me, bro. I miss that right yeah. now. I need bo- I need me a corner store, both dig of bacon, egg, and cheese, and salt, pepper, ketchup bro. on that bad boy, and mayo. Oh, <laughs> my God, bro. Yeah, that's like that, that diet we had in Jersey City. It's like they, you're surrounded by unhealthy food because it's easily accessible. So I had bacon, oh, egg, and cheese, pizza, crown's chicken for dinner. Where's my green? No green. See, I, I would say this. My grandmother made sure we had vegetables on our plate. And we couldn't leave the table well, unless we finished those vegetables. So I would say that. But I used to do a trick. This whole... All right, for all the kids out there that don't want to eat your greens, bro. Got to. Oh, God. Swallow them. Yeah, little ones. <laughs> oh, God. Swallow them. And even if you don't like a certain vegetable one way, swallow. try it a different way. That uh, And that's for the adults, too. Because this is coming from a man that don't like spinach. I just found out I like spinach. See, and that's what I'm saying. I don't like spinach cooked. I like raw spinach. Like that's it. I can eat that junk. I don't know. And some cabbage. Cabbage. Kale. I can get jiggy with. I can get jiggy with some kale. I can do some kale. I used to eat kale salads all the time. I'm probably gonna get a smoke. Listen, I'm probably gonna get a smoked turkey next tomorrow. Make a big pot of cabbage, kale, and spinach. Uh, I'm so, uh, I'm, uh, eat some salmon. Eat some salmon with it. Salmon. Yeah. I'll talk to my grandma for real quick. This is a. This is a. So when I say salmon, or I say salmon, is it salmon or salmon? I don't care how. I don't care. It. Yeah, I don't care. don't care. I call it salmon. This salmon? dude can barely pronounce any word right. I'm surprised <laughs> if he gets any big Thank word you. right. Thank you for telling the world that I'm illiterate. Thank you. Yeah. This. You're not illiterate. You just difficult. You just hate. You don't. Yeah, put a word on it. Find a word. Find a word. Because that's, that's how bad it is. Because every time I talk to my mom, she make up words. Like every single time. I she make them like, up too. All right. Like the other that's day, she like, uh, I have to connect to the Wi-Fi. And I was like, what's the Wi-Fi, Ma? She was like, no, the Wi-Fi. I'm like, no, you mean Wi-Fi. She was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, or, or GP. She's like, I got to I gotta get on my GP. I'm like, what's the GP? No, my GPS. I'm like, making up shit. Yeah, because, you yeah. know, old people, they try to get hit with the language. And yeah. it's a barrier. It's a big barrier. So, yeah. but no, nah, it is important. Yeah. Like, we, we we talk like this. And I want the podcast in this uh, for people, you know, that's watching. Like, you guys, you know, you bullshit a lot. Now nah, I want it because it's genuine. Like, we always <laughs> here. I want people to, even when, when people that we don't know come up here, I want them to see that they can come up here and be them free selves and just talk. Like, mm. if you have something in mind that you want to talk about, you want to share with the people that's watching, share it. I'm not going to sit here and cut you off unless I feel like we need to get back on track, which mm. we we were kind of on track. I'm not, we're not too far off the track. We're talking about the community. We're talking about things that we've been through mm. in the communities, things we learned growing up. So for you guys to be like, yo, they just sit here bullshit. Yeah, we just sit here bullshit, but... <laughs> It's things if you listen, we are saying stuff. And that's the point yeah. I'm getting over. But it is important for our communities to step up and be better because 
It's parents. Parents need to step up and be better because we put a lot of onus mm-hmm. on other people and not ourselves, bro. We put a lot of onus on the people around us and not ourselves, and we are the ones that. Need and to then step even up. for the parents that are too hard on themselves, man, don't be afraid to ask for help, man. Yeah, there are groups out there, man. Like I said, I'm in like four different dad groups on Facebook, bro. Mm -hmm. They have mother groups too. If you guys need comfort, go in those groups. There are guys up there. There are guys in that group talking about they're getting divorced and they need need advice on how they should deal with it. They got kids. Like you can find people that's going through the same thing. Sometimes you just need a break. Like yeah. you always like you sometimes you gotta calm yourself down and get your mental in order to be able to handle your child, you know? Because mm-hmm. sometimes, especially in the first time in beginning parents, you going through that stage, your child being a baby and you lose sleep, yeah. there's probably gonna be times you just gonna be like, Yo, I can't do this no more. <laughs> but hey, mm-hmm. you get through it. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a lot stronger. of times you gotta I'm catch like, yourself. Don't be so to ask any help, any any uh any parents out there, man. If you want somebody to talk to, I'm here, I'm a parent, I'm I'm free mostly all my days, so all hit me mama. up. The, the the IGs and stuff is in the link below. Uh, you, you, you can hit me up on Instagram. Come come check out Don't the Facebook group. Like you got people here for you, man. It's all. It's, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's an important factor of why I wanted to start this podcast because I don't think people understand that the community around you is there for you. You just gotta allow. And them we to can be relate to all parents because right. we out here with the doubled up best of both worlds club. We got right. the boys and the girls. And Angel always, out here always learn, girls. always Come learn on. from what you go through. Don't Angel out here having tea parties, guys. No, <laughs> don't repeat it. Always, he always learn. is Mrs. Nesbit. <laughs> always, always learn, always learn from what you go through. Don't repeat it. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. a, a a a real a real thing people need to understand because. We all Unless there's something in your family that you want to keep going. Like, if y'all go to get ice cream after dinner, go ahead. Keep that going. Because no, stuff that. like that is good. Not even that. Start your own tradition. That's what I wanted when I got Ain't my family. Ain't keep some of the good ones, though. Start your own and start your own. kids, we make up traditions all the time. Like, right. Start your own. Right. We do night-night rituals. Like, a bunch of things that me and my kids, only me and my kids would know, you know? Right, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. I dance for my kids on the way in the bed. Family, like yeah. I get it. Like some families want to stick together. Like yeah, go out and have your big family dinners. But throughout that week, have something that you and your kids can relate to. Like mm-hmm. so with me and my kids, over. like we'll go at night. We're going to balcony at night. We'll we'll count stars. We'll do like weird, and they love that stuff. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they, they just have creative minds, mm-hmm. bro. And all they mm-hmm. want to do is just soak stuff in. And we are the keys to that information that they want to soak in. But some of us, mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of these parents in the hood, and I lived in the hood for 30 years, even as a child growing up to be 30 now, uh, I see a lot of, and I just could talk about the the, the people around me, uh, the black and Spanish people around me, man, they don't raise their kids. They smoke around their kids. They drink around their kids. They, they party mm-hmm. around their kids. They have different men and women around their kids. And it's like, what are we mm-hmm. teaching them at the end of the day? We're teaching them that this behavior mm-hmm. is right. Teaching them that that's right. We're teaching them that that you behavior is right and it's not wrong. And what it does is it repeats the cycle. The cycle keeps mm-hmm. going like this mm-hmm. and it keeps going like this. And Waiting for someone to break it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and if it ain't broken, it's just going to keep circling. Keep going. And, keep going. and, and, and every time it. it makes that lap around, it gets worse. Worse. Like that's one thing I can worse. say about my pops. Like even though he was by, like I had him by, like it was just him. Like I thought I moved to Jersey. That's one thing I can say about my pops. He did good at hiding his habits from me. You know, he did good at it. But as I got older, though, he knew he could relax because like it's it's around me everywhere, everywhere else. Yeah. You know, 
So it was like he knew he collapsed up and he was like, yeah, I do drink, you know? And so when he would smoke his black and mild, I had this cologne that was called Cubano and it looked like a cigar. And I would act like I'd be joining my pops and just have one. He would always tell me like, you know, this isn't good for you. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah, I just want to feel like I'm joining you, you know? I just want to feel like I'm I was just about to say that's the bad, bad behavior I'm talking about. (laughs) You know, for real. Like it go, see, it went I, both ways, you know. See, but see, for <laughs> our fathers and for our parents, like Angel, you you touched on something that's very important in the community is uh, the parents that come before them. Like our parents didn't get it right, so now we're not going to get it right, mm-hmm. and then our children ain't going to get it right, and then their children ain't. And like I said, it goes back to that cycle. You have to stop that cycle. You have to change, and that's why I said come up with your own traditions, come up to with your own ho- your own holiday traditions and what you do. I, I'm trying to do all that with my family because mm-hmm. I want to get away from the things that I wore around as a kid because I don't want to carry those things on into you know my daughter and my son you know lives. They're going to be teenagers one day. They're going to be adults in this world one day, and it's our job to prepare them for that because most parents don't prepare their kids for that. Mm-hmm. That's why most kids now in inner cities are dying from gang violence. It's because Parents are too busy trying to keep the roof over their head and food in the table, and nobody's home to teach these kids lessons. Mother, mother, that's why my cycle mothers, I want to break as a parent is being there for my kids. Right, single, oh, single mothers, single mothers, single mothers go out, work two, three jobs, and got to go home and take care of their kids. Right. By the damn self, they ain't got no help because their family don't want to help them because you put yourself in that predicament. Single fathers, mm-hmm. where do they get help from? Let's be honest. Where do single fathers get help from? Nowhere. Like they do mm-hmm. that shit on their own. And most of the time they have a job or two jobs to support mm-hmm. their kid. So who watches mm-hmm. the kid, the grandparents or somebody they trust? So we, mm-hmm. we we spend so much time away from them that we don't mm-hmm. teach them the values they need until it's too late, until they can't soak mm-hmm. them shit up. And we need to teach them values when they can soak it up, when their brain is a sponge. Because mm-hmm. when they hit teenager years, that's when they start uh, forming their identity. And when their identity starts forming, it's, it's hard to change it. It's hard to change who they, who they become because it's who they are. It's what's been mm-hmm. around them. It's what they feel happy with. And it's who, what they feel inside. And you can't go to your kid and be like, yo, that's wrong. You feel that way when you're the one behind the teachings of why they feel that way or why they act that way or why they are the way they are, why they are the person they are. It's on us. That shit falls on us. Like, my father said something to me when I was a kid that always stuck with me. He was like, yo, we carry our children's sins until they're, age, until they're of the age of knowing right from wrong. And I was like, all right, well, I need to do my job in that time. So when mm-hmm. they do know right from mm-hmm. wrong. I've heard something like that in a different way. Said they in a different they way, don't need though. to carry yeah. their own sins because they do. They live the right way. And mm-hmm. that's the key. We And then we have mothers out here, too. Like, let's talk about it. Let's be for real. Like, we have mothers out here that praise their kids being in the streets. We have parents out here that praise their kids following in their father's footsteps who's in jail for the rest of his life for killing somebody, and now his son just killed somebody. There are parents out here that praise that, and I don't condone that shit. I don't think we should be praising our young kids killing somebody or anybody killing mm-hmm. somebody. That's not something to praise. Like, if that was your life on the line or your mm-hmm. life that would have taken, you, you standing by the gates of heaven and you looking down, I bet you your first thought is, damn, I wish it wasn't. Unless my man is just like a pedophile or something like that. And I'm kind of be okay. Yeah, that's a different story. (laughs) (laughs) Like, unless you was out here bringing down the community and you got killed, I might not be too mad. No, I wouldn't be mad. No, I'm not mad at no pedophile getting off because they, 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 to me, is like worst, worst of the worst. Especially like, like the one that, that, because I think pedophiles could be a lot of things. It could be people that creep on, like, Keeping Tom's um, stalkers, I think you could kind of label them as pedophiles. But like for children, pedophiles, like dumb niggas, mm-hmm. I just don't get it. It's I crazy don't... that you say that, Justin, because 
society and as a whole, all these rich motherfuckers, that, that's what they do. Yeah. They do all this pedophilia pedoph- stuff. What they're trying to do now is they're trying to normalize it little by little. Mm-hmm. That way, 20, 30 years from now, legally can be acceptable to do it. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing now. And guess so who they, kids affected by that? Yours. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, it'll be my kids' kids. No, I'm Same not talking, you, I'm talking to the young people out there. They'll yeah. just... It's gonna be the ones that about motherfuckers that's rapists too. That's Pay attention cool. to all that, like the Harvey Weinstein, that the, even you know, when you get now, now we get on the politics, but like all these rich motherfuckers, that's what they do. They, that's they, exactly they, what they, they do. Go to private See, islands. Why did what, did, what did Tyrone, what did Mark say last week? Why JF Kennedy died? Mm. Oh, yeah, just because he, he knew what it was. He, he, started, started. he started getting, he started out in the mm-hmm. secret societies. Mm-hmm. Now, who you who you think is these rich white folks? The secret societies. Mm-hmm. And what do you think they want? They want young boys and girls. It's what they do. And we we gotta find some way to stop that shit, bro. Why you think? Uh, what was the famous guy that just got arrested for human trafficking? Human trafficking. Forget his name. Was the guy that was just recently in the new news? He got arrested for human trafficking. Mm-hmm. I know you're not talking about my man that had Wayfair. Was it him? I, I don't want to say. I don't, I that's the last time news. I heard about that. That's what I was saying. That's the only person I could think of. My man's that had the company Wayfair because he was doing the human trafficking through his furniture. Yeah. Oh, the owner of Wayfair? Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. Damn. That's See, the last time I heard about something like that I could think of with human trafficking. Yeah, but then, then let's talk about let's talk about that normalizing it. Like, you hear everybody talking about now that being liking younger people is a sexual preference now because we got all this craziness going on. Yeah, exactly. With, with this cisgender this and this, that. Like, we need to just get back to a time and age and where we could just be ourselves. Just be yeah. you. We did like, why well, I need to know what you're doing in your bed, bro. We, we didn't mm-hmm. grow up like that in the 90s, bro. <laughs> you didn't grow up like that. There's some of you guys out here too that grew up in the 90s that's following along with this. You didn't grow up like that, bro. Like I said to Mark last week, we didn't even know our parents was having sex, bro. <laughs> so no, why why I we need to know what our neighbors doing? Like, like I get it. Us guys, when we was younger, we'd be in the locker room. Ha, 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 what's that? Like, that's different. Like, but when you literally trying to social, like make it a social thing for everybody to just out their sexual preferences and their sexual orientation for acceptance, that's not how the world works. Like, that is not how the world works. We do not work that way, bro. Just be you. I would accept you for whoever you are. Just be you. Nobody cares. No, nobody literally cares. I'm telling you, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Regular humans like us, we don't care. We just love you for you because you're a human. That's it. We don't see you no differently. We don't see by your sexual preference. We don't care if you like men. We don't care if you like women. We don't care if you care what we like. We don't want you to care what we like. And I think that's the point. I think people miss that point. And that goes into society too. It goes into our communities around us because we didn't have that shit in our community. We didn't know who our neighbors was fucking. We didn't know who our parents was having sex uh, with. Up until we were like 15, 16. Right, when we started to understand what sex was. Yeah. Because at that age in high school, you start understanding what sex is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's when you find out, like, oh, shit, that's what, oh, shit, remember that time? Really oh, remember when I knocked on the door and I heard that, like, yeah, then you start mm-hmm. together. I put two and two together, like, right. We don't, we don't know what sex mm-hmm. is at that young age. Like, we don't. And now mm-hmm. we're putting it on, we're putting it on younger people to you know, it's crazy too. 
I know y'all may not hear. Actually, no, y'all probably did hear about it. You know them LOL dolls? Mm-hmm. They actually have gentle tools on them. Yeah. So if you pull what? down their, yeah, the yeah. LOL dolls. If you pull down, what? like, take off their skirt, you'll see a penis or a vagina. Uh-huh. Um, and that's part of normalizing this. They're putting in the toys to make mm-hmm. it acceptable for a three-year-old to see a penis. Yeah, it's... I need to know what this LOL doll is. I'm going to Google and that. Just to, so I to make it even worse, if you take an LOL kid doll, right, you put it under cold water, do. a stripper, like, uh, stripper, um, like, panties and bra will, will come on a figurine you put in, like, different water, like, cold, if you change the temperature. Like, it, this stuff is real. They're trying to normalize this shit. No, I totally agree. They are trying to normalize it. They're trying to just sneakily and and with, with the pandemic. I'm about to buy. I'm about to buy. LOL, dog. <laughs> like, let me go. See I'm not about to buy. I'm about to Google these so I can keep this away from my Like literally a penis on a, a, a four year old. So how do you parents out there? How do you guys feel about that? Right down down below in the comments, oh, how do you guys feel about that? Yeah, because that that's crazy, bro. They they literally trying mm-hmm. to poison our kids' minds with. Nonsense that they protected us that's from getting early, like we, we got protected from it, and now they like I, your kids don't need to be protected from it. Like, what? Yes, they do. Like, there are real dangers out here that kids on, face. On the flip side, too, like I can see both. Like, um, like some parents are saying, Well, if I don't agree with it, but like some parents are saying, like, well, if they get to understand what that is, they can prevent bad things happening, like the pedophilia. Like kids, they know, yeah, kids. Kids can like, prevent it. Kids, like they'll they'll understand. Like, hey, that's not okay to touch that. You know, okay, and what happens when a grown up is touching it? They're gonna stop. Yeah, it. but, no, they but will, that doesn't teach no. them anything. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Justin. They're not gonna be able to. He can, someone can force their will on them, right? Like, whatever they want, you know. But just because you sense, understand that this guy has a penis, now you're knowing, like, oh shit, as a little girl, he's about to put this but thing it in starts, me that in some cases, with. it starts off like a flash or like a touch. Yeah, like, that's true. The kid can say, Well, I know what that is. I know I'm not supposed to be touching that. Let they can go, go to the parents. mother, yes. I you can know? I can agree with that part, but they don't now have that, to know. Yeah. They know, they kind of understand, like, no, that's I can't be around that. I shouldn't be right. I get what I've been like that's but they don't have to know what a vagina and a penis is to tell them. In my opinion, I don't think they need to know what a vagina yeah. is to tell their mother that somebody flashed them. I think I think in potty training, kids understand what they have a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they know if you explain it to them, they mm-hmm. understand that nobody's supposed to touch them. And even though another grown, if you can build that relationship, and that's why I need, that's why I said we need to get to know our kids on a deeper level because sometimes our kids are getting touched and molested and they yep. come home and they, they show signs know. of it. And we don't pay attention to it. It's not that we don't know T, it's that we don't pay attention to it until it's too late. And then you have another Jerry Sandusky on your hand. Was it Jerry or was it another one? It wasn't Joe Paterno, it was, it was Jerry Sandusky. So we need to be more vigilant. We need to teach our kids that they have a private part that nobody touches. Because that's what we do with my daughter. We just teach her she has a private part that nobody is allowed to touch. Exactly. We don't tell her she, you know, she has this vagina and like, could that, their brains don't know what that shit is. So even if you're telling them it's on dolls, their brains don't know what this shit is. They're going to think it's another mm-hmm. piece of the doll they could play with. Like, you're going to, like, it's, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that. But, like, you, like, they're going to play with the dolls. Like, they, I do find a problem with you, like, you putting genitals on dolls because I don't think kids need to be exposed to that. 
I think we're trying to expose our kids to sexual activity now, which is crazy. like, is it graphic? Like, is it detailed and shit too? Yeah, you see the dangling and two balls, like, and then you can see the yeah. vagina and, and nipples and everything. There's a whole. Well, I mean, our down. dolls had titties on them when they were younger, so. But I mean, that's as far as I would go because they breasts. Men have titties. Men can have titties, like big breasts and shit. So, but like, at the same time, my Wolverine piece wasn't there though. He didn't have that. No, nah, we didn't have figurines with dicks. That's what I'm saying. Like we did not have figurines with dicks, but that's what I'm saying. They're trying to change the time where. So Angel just showed us a picture of the doll. I'm gonna edit that out. If you guys do want to <laughs> see it, it's the LOL dolls. You go research it on your own. Oh um, God, that's, but that's but crazy. YouTube, YouTube banned you from showing that, Justin? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Really? They might yeah. give me. Yeah, they that's might flag maybe, my video. Yeah. And then TikTok won't let that on there either. Yeah, you can't even say certain words to call somebody stupid on there. They'll flag you for real. Yeah, we live in a sense of can't even. And that goes to But at the thing. same time, though, I understand with TikTok, though, because you have some little kids on there. That's why. That goes back to what we're talking about. Like, on TikTok, they are real strict with stuff like that because it's dead-ass, like, nine-year-olds and shit making TikTok videos out this motherfucker, just mm-hmm. trying to get some views and just having fun. Just trying mm-hmm. to be up with the dance challenges and shit, right? They just be doing it. So that's yeah. why. But now we need to start, we need to, we got to figure it out, bro, because like we can't get to a, a time where sexual or orientations or sexual anything is in a four year old to three year old to two year old. Oh, God. Curriculum of learning. Because mm-hmm. now you're making that's them susceptible too that's too soon of, to me. see, this is what I don't get. And I mentioned this in another episode of the podcast. Is, we went through this era in the 2000s, early 2000s of 16 and Pregnant. That's how y'all got all those those shows, 16 and Pregnant, mm. 16 and After, whatever, Before, whatever it is. You got all them 16 and Pregnant. That happened in our time. And do you know mm-hmm. the outrage that was going on because many of people's 16-year-old daughters was popping up pregnant because they was having sex? No, it's an outrage. We need to stop it. We got to stop. Now they're too young. They can't be having these. Now you want to tell a four-year-old that they, they can know what a vagina and a dick is. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow, the world's changing. No, it is. Changing. It is. And it's, not for, it's not for the better for the kids, bro. It's no, not. You and that's access my a lot more information. You do. Information gets out quick. You do. Um, mm-hmm. We're about to have here's something else we need to pay attention to. We're about to have one internet system. Uh, what's the dude? Uh, Elon Musk, SpaceX, and all mm-hmm. satellites up. Everyone can have internet on one system, no matter what part of the world you're from. So if you're in China, you'll be part of the internet. So there's no censorship. Like literally everything's just gonna be available to everyone at the same time. So it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be wild. I would like to see it. Yeah. I would like to see it. Yeah. Are we gonna get information? Is that the way they're gonna be transparent with us? Are we gonna be able to find out what the say transparency is gonna be big because like if you go to China. You can't. You don't have access to the information we have in the United States. No, you don't. It's so once we get onto one global network, information can be shared quickly. Money can be sent quickly. Crypto, all this stuff is going to be all one currency. Like it's gonna, it's gonna get crazy. You talking about this new world order? Yeah, that, that we got. We got to do a whole series on that. <laughs> See, my dad said yeah. it ain't gonna be here. It ain't gonna happen while we're here because we was talking about it. A little I don't bit. know. And I told him I was like, one person that is not gonna follow that new world order is Vladimir Putin, and you literally Who? gonna have to Vladimir, Vladimir Putin. Putin. Yeah, he ain't putting up with these niggas. You know he don't like nobody. He ain't putting up with nobody's shit. Like he will kill you, bro. He will try his best to kill you, bro. 
Like, you got to know who this man is. Look up his history. You got to know who he is. I don't think, unless he's one of the masterminds behind it, I don't think he gets with the New World Order, and I think he fights against them if he's alive when it happens. Because Vladimir is strictly about his business, like what he I'm wants. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I thought he was dead already, bro. No, nah, Vladimir still. Oh, Putin? Putin's still nah, kicking. Putin ain't his car. It's going to be hard to get to that man. Now you got them. You got China. You got North Korea, not South Korea. You got North Korea. But I think North Korea would be a part of it. Oh, I think no. I think China would be a part of it. No, I don't know about that. So they're already smart. They don't need to be a part of everybody else's internet. See, but when they say a new world order, it's supposed to be the whole world. So everybody yeah, gets on board. You either get on board or you lay down. That's Man, they be, already that's got six G internet. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. You either, you either get shit. down with the order, or you, or you, or we going to lay you down. But that's what get I'm down, saying. Lay down. Right. I'm about to say, wait, wait, hold right. on. So we they just turn to be single out this mug now? They are going to be. We stay property out this mug now. There could there gonna be countries that fight back? They might not have the army or the guns or the weapons, but they're gonna fight back. It's not. A, it's not a. It, that, when that happens, it doesn't become the factor of living anymore. It becomes the factor of what is right. I was talking to my wife. I was like, "We're like, man, let's move to a different country. Where are we trying to go?" She was like, "No way, no Australia or some shit." Australia got good. They got a good. Uh, I know. I, 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 used to work at, I used to work at Starbucks, and it was an Australian Australian lady, and she was she actually went back home, and she was like, "Yeah, healthcare is free, schools free, this is free, that's free, this free, that." Yeah, tax, hell, yeah, crazy, bro. Like, she's like, yeah. "I can't do this American life. I'm going back home." So, crazy. But um. What's so, they so gotta be dope. Shoot, they told us backwards. You gotta be a dope place. That's the case. Let's push it yeah. forward. Let's push it forward. So we're not just sitting here, you know, talking like boys. Going down, down a bunch of rabbit holes. Bunch of rabbit yeah. holes. But people want to see that. If you like any of the, right. the, the little little conversations we had, leave it down in the comments and maybe we'll have an episode with Andrew back on and we can talk more about more yeah. about communities, more about parenting, more about the way we grew up. I mean, up. we could go down what another rabbit that? hole. Shoot, what type of peanut butter you prefer? Yeah. <laughs> but uh what are, so what do you hope from what do you hope for your future? What is your hopes for your future? For well, my future. Um so here's why I tell one. And this is this isn't to get anyone to join. I know recruit, I don't get paid for it. All my successes I had in my life have been I can directly point it to the military. You know, for example, me purchasing my first home, the military gave me that. They had special benefits for me to buy my first home. Education, I went from no college to master's degree with uh, the military pay for it, you know? I had no student debt, military take care of me. Um, they also paid my rent while I was going to school. They paid my school and they paid my rent. Um, so for me, you know, I, I've been so blessed. Um, I literally can't complain. Um, being, being able, Mm-hmm. to structure my life and discipline myself i've been able to do so much you know um so for me it's like you know i can't, I can't complain I, I have my you know beautiful family i i'm good you know um business something i just got into recently too i started my own business now i'm trying to hey. go new businesses now that's um, what's up congratulations like i appreciate it and it was like for a while it was like and I told you this yesterday, Justin, you know, how people think. I'm like, I'm just this dude from Jersey City. City like, yeah. Who's going to take me serious? Mm-hmm. And once I got that out of my head and I actually 
started doing shit and, and built my own business, like it's crazy. Like I can't even keep mm-hmm. up. Like it's just wild. But you gotta take that first step. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta actually go and do it. And yeah, say, stop thinking it. about it and just don't think about what no one. Literally, when you stop caring about what others think of you, that's it. You'll take off from there. You know, I had mm-hmm. something in my head. Well, what, what what are people gonna think about if I do this? No, fuck that. Just do that shit. You mm-hmm. know? Just do and it. Shit just take shit just took off, you know. Well, so. fans, here I come. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you could tell a youth uh, that's going into the army or any um, military branch branch uh, one thing, what would you tell them? This is general. Like you don't have to be, like I said earlier, you don't, you don't have to be successful by going in the military. You don't have to be successful by going to law enforcement. Um, but it's it's definitely a, a I would call it a cheat code. If you if you lack that discipline, you know, if you lack structure, definitely go in the military. You'll get that easy. Mm-hmm. Or if you lack motivation, you just don't know where you're going. You know, find yourself a mentor. But I think ultimately, um, I think for majority, just do what's right. You know, um, a lot of people know for the most part. Hey, you know, I can I can choices and chances. I can make good choices or mm-hmm. I can take a chance, you know, don't take that chance because you're going to wind up in the pattern to where you're going to be locked up. You're going to stay in the streets. You're going to fuck up. Your, you're going to get a record. It's going to be hard for you to get a job or build anything. No one's going to take mm-hmm. you serious. Just take that, 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 that choice, make the good choices in life. Um, and if you don't know what that is, surround yourself with people who are making those choices because it'll rub mm-hmm. off on you. I'm telling you, you want to be around. You want to be a drug dealer. Hang around drug dealers. You want to be successful. Hang around successful people. That is one hundred percent a fact. I'm 29, and I have a mentor right now. This dude, uh, he don't look 62. But he's 62, and he he look he looked like he in his 30s. This dude's a millionaire. He has it all, and I and I and I I needed that guidance. I needed that. Hey, this is where I want to go. And he came in. Mm-hmm. And said, you want to put in the work? I said absolutely. He took me under his wing. Like, if you need guidance, find a mentor. Mm. Find people that's doing it. Doing it, yep. Get beyond them, you know, and then it'll take off from there, you know? Yep. But I that's totally that's all agree. I have, man. I totally agree. Sure. I, 100%. You couldn't have said it any better, man. I mean, we all struggle. You guys got to remember that. We all struggle. And like you said, if you need help, man, find somebody to help you. Mm-hmm. Always find Definitely. somebody and put people around you to what you want to succeed in. All right? Yep. If you don't want to be nothing, hang around people that don't want to be nothing. Exactly. There's an old saying from our time. Show me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. Yep, that is 100% true. Your friends play an important role in who you who you shape yourself to be, trust me. There are a lot of people out here that you can go and look at stories that were good kids, hung around with the wrong people, and then now that now in jail, wasted their life because their friend killed somebody. I literally just them said them. one. So... No. You guys need to think about that. That is a is real factors out here that play in, in, into life decisions, and we don't as kids or as teenagers, as growing up, even sometimes as parents, we don't understand all those factors, and we need to we need to get together. And that's what I said. If you guys need help, if you're a single father, if you're a single mother, there are Facebook groups you can get into, and, uh, and there are people there that support you. And I had a I had an unpopular conversation with the guys in there. We don't even know each other. We had a conversation about beating our kids. So, I mean, you never know what you find in there. Like, so Angel is right when he says that. You got to find, you got to surround yourself by the people that want to get done what you want to get done, or that did or or did or doing what you want to do. Because that's the only way you succeed in it. 
There is another saying. It's a saying. It's another saying. It's not what you. It's not what you do. It's who you know. No, what you know is who you know. There you go. Yeah, that is true. It applies. It applies. Mm -hmm. So, any anything else for the people, Angel? Anything else you want to share with the people? That's all. Tyro, anything you want to ask Angel before we get him up out of here and get him back to his family? No, well, yeah, I appreciate y'all having me on here. No, nah, thank you, man. The appreciation is for you, man. Thank you, bro. Yeah, it was a great, a great yeah, conversation. Yeah. We did talk thank as boys. You, I know thank I don't you. have a a full. Sometimes I'm full interview or podcast. Sometimes I'm um I'm, I'm a nigga. Like yeah. I get it. Like, <laughs> but I like that feel of it. I want this show to be different. I want you guys to see that yeah. I'm gonna be the same way with people I don't know. Just because there are people that I do not, I'm gonna be the same way with people I don't know. I want them to feel comfortable. I want them on to come on and have fun by talking about real things, bro. So, Angie, we want to thank you I'm for stopping still by. How you, how you got a last and wife. Shout out to Alaska, man. Shout out to Alaska. Oh, uh, mama, yo. Shout out to Alaska. <laughs> yeah, but man, we want to thank you for stopping by. Man. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. We're we going to have Angel back on. We're going to have him back on in another time. We'll get him back on the show. We'll find something else that we can get on and talk about. Uh, maybe some uh, some uh, conspiracies and rabbit holes in the government. I don't we'll, know. We'll be on here for like 10 hours. Yeah, it might be a <laughs> we, hey, we might, we might have to talk about. We might do a series. It might be a five we'll episode series. So, but uh, yeah, thank you, Angel, man. We really appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. We're going to see you later, man. You enjoy. You be good, man. All right, y'all. Ooh, so that was a good one, man. That was a good one, guys. We are at the end. And you know, I like to go on my little (laughs) soliloquies at the end. So here we go. The the reason of Angel coming on was to show you that it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter where you grow up or how you grow up. You can make it in life. That's the point of Angel coming on. You can make it in life. It's that simple. That's simple. He literally grew up across the street from me, and now he's a he's mm-hmm. eleven years in the army. Got a house, mm-hmm. started his own business, has mm-hmm. two beautiful kids and a wife. That could be mm-hmm. you. It could literally be you. You just got to be. Or just to overall, just making work. it out of the hood, just making right. it out of the hood and making something better for yourself. You got to like be we're saying, breaking that cycle, yo. To put in breaking the work. that cycle. I make something better for yourself. All right, got to put in the work. Parents out there. Don't be afraid to quit, guys. Look, we get it. We're don't parents. We know sometimes quit. it gets hard. Sometimes you, you get frustrated yeah. and you don't want to try. We all got to step up. Oh, I got to do a better job at it. T trying to do a better job as he mentioned. Oh, we all right. got to do a better job at it. But we can't sit oh, here right. and, and keep the same torment and the same cycles going on with our children from, the, from our generation. We need to change it. Change has oh, to happen right. somewhere. It has to happen with us. If not... We doom our kids to fail and become statistics just like we are. No, we are. I know like how you feel are. about going through that cycle of just not thinking that you that you don't got nothing. But sometimes you just gotta get out your funk and open your mm-hmm. eyes. And it mm-hmm. starts with just being grateful for what you got. What you got. <laughs> if you struggle, find somebody that's doing it. Find somebody mm-hmm. that actually has the same dreams as you that you can trust and mm-hmm. you can build a relationship with. And do it together. Mm-hmm. And then when you guys get to a place where you guys feel like you're comfortable, break apart and do it on your own. Like, we all well, have to realize. Start a podcast together. <laughs> like, there you go. That's what, that's what we're doing here. We, we grew up together. We, we, we lived some of these experiences together. And we just mm-hmm. want people to understand that there, there's a better I miss Angel. Because like you said, 
You was across the street from him? I was down the street from both of y'all. You man. Children, children need that community aspect in their lives. Mm-hmm. Like, and we are busy. I know a lot of you are going to relate to what I said earlier in this podcast, that we are busy mm-hmm. as parents oh, trying God. to provide and make sure our kids are safe and they have a home and food on the table. I get it. You just got to make I that time it. to connect with your babies. Yes. Get to know them on a deeper level. Get to know their emotions. Get to know what they like, what they don't like. All that. Like, we pay attention to allergies and and foods. Like, we pay attention to emotions and thoughts and what they say and how they speak and what they like watching, what they favor Mm -hmm. more, what toys they favor more, why they favor them more. Watch Mm -hmm. them play. See how they interact with with themselves. Get to Mm -hmm. know them in different ways that you don't know your kids. And I think that was would have been vital for me as a kid when I was growing up. If my father and my grandmother just took the time out to get to know who I was as a kid, they would have mm-hmm. did me so many wonders than, having, than me having to become an adult and spend two years of my life trying to find out who I am, mm-hmm. how to fix me, and then be a good part of society. Because I wasn't always a good person. I never been to jail. I never got locked up. I never... I, I, I mean, we all do crime as kids, uh, petty crime, but I was fortunate enough to have a smart head on my own shoulders to think for myself and to keep and myself out of caught. trouble. not get caught. No, let me stop. Yeah, to keep myself <laughs> out of trouble. And today's society that we live in, kids don't do that. Kids don't think for themselves. They let the, the people out on the corner think for them, put the drugs and the guns in their hands. And we have parents, we're at work and we don't know. All right, back up, bro. You're your, your camera about to fog up. Nah, nah, nah. You got to feel the heat. You see the sweat? You got to feel the heat. All right? Because this conversation is heat, bro. It's hot. All right? Because we don't do enough for our children. Like, yeah, they we think we do, but we don't. We don't set them up for success. And we have to be better at that. Like I said, I'll say it again. The reason for Angel coming on here today was what you, bro? Nah, it was just to show that you can make it no matter where you come. Make it out the hood. So the quote of the day is, which I think goes well with what we talked about, especially with the way Angel let, let like how he left it off. What you know, stay focused. The quote is, "Keep your eyes on the stars and your feet on the ground." By Teddy Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt. Hey. Theodore Roosevelt. Teddy, Theodore. Theodore Roosevelt. Keep your eyes on the stars and your feet on the ground. Thanks, I Theo. hope you guys know what that means. <laughs> It's self-explanatory. Man. I get it. Keep your yeah, eyes on yeah. your dreams and don't 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 stray too far from it. Stay grounded. Don't, stay don't humble. Stay too far. Exactly. Stay humble. Keep it humble. Stay true to yourself, but right. don't don't be afraid to go for your dreams, baby. And sometimes change. And coming from good. a man, and coming from a man that has had a taste of chasing his dreams and making his dreams come true, That's it's true. not a try. It's not a lie. Stay That's humble true. to yourself yes. because you will run into some stuff. That will try and throw you off. You will run into some people, even the, even people that are ahead of you in your dreams. It will get you discouraged because you want that, but don't let it get you down. Let it yeah, kill you. One hundred percent. That's all I'll tell you. One hundred percent. We gotta be true to ourselves and, and 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 not get discouraged by what other people think, man. And just remember, mm-hmm. no matter where you are, what you're doing, your situation, if you work, you can make it, bro. Anybody mm-hmm. can make it. It oh, might not God. be your issue. Gold, it might not be your second, third, fourth gold, but keep pushing, mm-hmm. keep trying. Mm-hmm. You could you could be just as successful as Angel was. Being mm-hmm. what he say, set some key. Set some key. 
I'm just a kid from Jersey City, bro. I'm just a kid from no. the inner city of a hood in the inner city. How are they gonna take me seriously? And we all feel like that. Scratch mm -hmm. that. Scratch that. Show them how to take you serious. Mm -hmm. No matter Show where you from. Whether you in Sheboygan or <laughs> whether you, you make it happen. This is a little right. different of a podcast. I know you guys gonna feel it, but it's a message in here, bro. You, you, we gotta change. Us parents gotta change. We gotta shape our kids better, or mold their brains mm -hmm. better with the knowledge, with knowledge of understanding the world around them. Like mm -hmm. we have to be better. We have to keep our eyes on the stars and our feet on the ground. Uh -huh. But this your boy Troy. And it's your boy T Bro. This is the What's Up Brother podcast, and we gonna yeah, catch yeah, you guys yeah. in the next one. Peace. Peace out.